everyone. Welcome to Reading Minds and Solving Crimes. This is a podcast where three close friends talk about the hit TV show, The Mentalist. Uh, we go over two episodes each week. Uh, we are currently, or this week's episode, episode two, is going to be about episodes three and four. Uh, I am your host, Abik Basu, and joining me today is Scott Lee. How's it going, everybody? And Chris Sacco. Uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> How was your week? Yeah, not too bad. Had a uh, pretty pretty relaxing week. Had Monday off, which was nice. A little President's Ooh. Day. Yeah, I never get that day off. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird holiday. I don't think a ton of places give it off. Uh, but Sarah had it off too, my wife. So that was nice. Had a had a little bonus day off. It was great. That's the kind of like I every time it happens, I'll like type it in to see. Okay, it is a national holiday. All right, I'm still working. Technically <laughs> a national holiday. <laughs> Technically. But yeah, no, it was, it was a pretty pretty good little week. Yeah. I uh I watched that Nintendo do you guys see that Nintendo um Oh this did like a direct Nintendo Direct today? Yeah. I How saw it? that it was happening. I didn't hear anything about it. It was decidedly Nintendo. My, I think my they- favorite part was uh so the big one that everyone was anticipating was uh like Legend of Zelda, like Breath of the Wild 2. That's the big one, right? Um mm-hmm. and they had like the director show up at the end. <laughs> and he basically was like, hey, everybody, I know you're looking for news about Breath of the Wild 2, but I have no news for Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, it's God. like, why did you even do it in the first anyway, place? Anyway, like, goodbye. Like, like, it was basically <laughs> my, like... My work here is done. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> hey, I got an announcement, everybody. There is no announcement. <laughs> did, yeah. but, but a question, did they at least announce two to three more Smash characters? They did, actually. They did two yep. more Smash characters. Classic. They're, they're, it's it? going to be filled with every character ever made, is eventually. It, is it just two more Fire Emblem characters? Is Byleth no, in there now? <laughs> no, it was, uh, it's another, it was just some anime chick with a sword. That's basically what it Cla- was. Classic. Classic uh, always anime a hit. sword. Always a yep. hit can't go wrong with that <laughs> uh but yeah so we should probably get into it chris you want to take this part we have some brand uh, new news yeah we do have some news we have our first reader email our first listener email which is great and to let everybody know if you want to get in touch with us you can reach out with comments questions opinions anything you think about us the show what we talk about you know anything you want Reach us at itsmindcrimes at gmail.com. Uh, we'll, if you got a good email, we'll take a read and we'll discuss it for a few minutes. Also, follow us on Twitter at Minds Crimes. It's an S at the end of both of those words. Minds Crimes, <laughs> at Minds Crimes. Um, so from- Why, why would of, someone make two different names for- You know, that's- I don't know. You know, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a tricky thing, this podcasting <laughs> world. So say. that's <laughs> what we got. It's because you have to be a mentalist to keep track. <laughs> We're trying to make sure that we weed it. This is a weeder course for podcasts, so we need to make sure that everybody's in it. But anyway, so I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to read uh, this email in its entirety from our highly anonymous contributor. Uh, and it says, observations after watching The Mentalist episode one and two and listening to Reading Minds and Solving Crimes episode one. The first two episodes had white villains, which living in the time of Black Lives Matter, I was immediately struck and appreciated. Often people of color in police procedurals are pigeonholed into stereotypes and villainous tropes. They're the easy target for the bad guy or gal. 
for a minute, it felt like there was the danger of that in the second episode where the Latinx criminal boyfriend, his criminal and abusive behavior, problematic stereotypes on themselves. But instead, they went with a crazy Caucasian couple. And I found myself relieved to that end. And now in all capitals, they kidnapped and carried that girl into the hotel room in broad daylight. And it was obvious they were planning to torture and kill her immediately. It was like three in the afternoon. Yeah. Weird choice (laughs) all around by the production team from our highly anonymous contributor. Uh, Scott, what do you think about that email? Um, I think that those are all excellent points. And I I think that leading into the episodes that we're going to be reviewing today, I think a lot of that holds true as well. And it is interesting to see um, that you you don't always know who the who the villains are and this show in general seems to be filled with just a lot of scummy people like across the board oh yeah like, even, oh yeah filled we'll to the brim more, but like oh, yeah. it isn't it just a collection of terrible <laughs> terrible people uh, even the so quote unquote good guys sometimes are scummy people turns even out. Our, mm-hmm. some of our heroes turn out to be yeah. you know not great sometimes <laughs> pretty so. atrocious dumpster people <laughs> yeah no I thought I thought it was Pretty, I thought uh, the anonymous contributor made some excellent points. Um, I think talking about the Black Lives Matter things is really interesting. Uh, you definitely, like, through that lens, like, knowing what we know now, it's a very different read when you see that scene from episode two where, you know, the cops are breaking into um, that person's home trying to arrest him. Like, like knowing what we know now with like Brianna Taylor, like that's a, that could be a very fucked up scene, you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how the show kind of like deals with it going forward. You know, it's like, I said, it was a de- very different time when this show came out. So yeah, typically I, a lot of the bad guys in this show are thwarted by fences. So <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it doesn't fair. usually, it doesn't result until violence until we're sure they're the killer and then they're murdered. <laughs> They always fences try are, and get to the fence, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they can't they're like, going get past for it. it, but they'll get yeah. to the fence. They, Fences they, are the real hero. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, to, to just quickly kind of agree with all that. Yeah, I think that's, it's a perfect lens. And what I'm curious about, too, is that this show uh, is, it started in 2008 and ended in 2015. So, you know, the beginnings of the Black Lives Matter movement are at the end of this show's run. So I'm curious to see if any of that plays uh, plays into how the show goes and, and what changes in the thematic elements of it and the storytelling. And I think, you know, in current TV, the political and cultural atmosphere of this country plays a lot into what what is depicted on the television and how that is received. So it's I think it'll be pretty cool to see how that goes uh, as as we keep going. Yeah. I think they also to uh, the the other point I think they brought up was uh, how can they do it in broad daylight? And the show like does like a very flimsy like defense of it where they're like this this guy is desperate to like get another person, but it's like still like probably should have you know waited till it was at least like dusk maybe. Yeah, but. it's real but bad. He, but he used too much butter. A bit. Too yeah, much way that. too decadence, much butter. The decadence of it all. Yeah. yeah. No self control. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let's see. So today we're going to go th- over episodes three and episodes four, episode three being Red Tide. 
Uh, if you yourself want to follow along at home, um, I believe all the episodes from this season, and I think actually all the seasons are on Amazon Prime. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, just I, I think give it give it a ch- check it out. I believe that's it. I don't know if there's any other places where it's. Streams, you can also but. check out your local Blockbuster, see if they have Ooh. it available. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, Hollywood Video, uh, Strawberries might be carrying the DVD or the What's VHS strawberries? set. strawberries? You never had a Strawberries growing up? I thought that was, was like, that uh, wasn't that like a disc, pl- like a music place? Or? Yeah, they had movies and stuff too. It was like, uh, did you ever co- have a Coconuts? No. What are, okay, you're making what it are up. these you're, that's, fruits? That's made up. Would you would you like to would you like to look it up? Go look up Coconuts Record Store. It was in the Redstone Plaza in in Stoneham, Massachusetts, <laughs> and it turned into a strawberries. It's basically wait, like wait, a, coconuts turned into a strawberries. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, that's not natural. Yeah, I know, right? They're going can't backwards. Back, can't now. back that up. Yeah. No, but it was it was uh, it was basically like a sort of predecessor to Newberry Comics, and then Newberry Comics is really the only one that's left of <laughs> that type of store. So was it like actually a chain or was it just its own like thing? So I think Coconuts and Strawberries both were chains. Coconuts was weird huh. though because I think it was like a local chain to like the South and the West Coast and there was yeah. like two of them in the Northeast and one of them happened to be where I grew up. What, which about, is tu- weird. what about Tutti Frutti? Was Tutti Frutti also next door? <laughs> I mean, you could keep making fun of me, but uh, you'll you'll eat those words when you go take a look at strawberries. I mean, coconuts. I believe that it existed, but it's still outrageous. It I is. personally like going to grapes and bananas. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with the big man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it's a pretty good name if you're like, hey, like, honey, I'm gonna hit the, I'm gonna hit up the coconuts on the way home. Pick See, up Hold I Alone don't too. think you want to yeah. say that because that no. does not sound like something you want to say to your wife. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like there's yeah. gonna be some oh, there's yeah. gonna be some what? women of the night there. I'm gonna check I'm out gonna... check out the coconuts. What's wrong? I'll be with at, I'll be at melons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, wh- anyways, where, what were you even talking about? How did the <laughs> anyways so, go to so co- the mentalist? Go oh, to yeah, coconuts. Yeah. Go to coconuts to pick up the DVD set and watch <laughs> it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, do that. That's way better than watching on any streaming platform. Uh, yeah, episode three, Red Tide. Uh, so this episode, and maybe you guys agree or disagree, it looked, it felt like a little bit of a focus on Lisbon this time around. Um, we definitely get more information about her than we've we've had in the past. Yep, which I for liked. Sure. It, it was it was pretty good. Um, to to kind of go at it from from the top, it this is an episode where. Four high school kids murder one of their classmates and drown her. It's a kind of kind of messed up, <laughs> and uh, it's also kind of a double murder because that other dude gets murdered too. There oh, is yeah. like There's, a forgotten murder, which which tracks with the fact the show kind of forgets that it happens, and a big yeah. also forgot that it happened. But yeah, some <laughs> random security guard also got murdered. <laughs> yep. It is actually kind of fucked up now that they talk about it. We're not we're not worried about him. It's never brought up again. Well, yeah. But the focus is on the other murder, which which is uh which is about this young high school woman who at the start of the episode kind of washes ashore on on the beach and is very dead. <laughs> can we wait, can we talk about this for a second? Because the opening scene is some like eight to ten year old girl, like finding the dead body but like not being worried about it all and like literally like touching it and like rolling her like over and then like did, st- until like her mother comes over and like pulls her away from the did dead that body. really happen i didn't yeah, even that's know the start yeah. Of the episode. oh yeah it's super messed up 
it's very really strange. <laughs> this girl's just like, oh, dead person. Cool. I'm going to go yeah. check that thing out. It it sets the tone for what's to come, I guess. My, all, I'm my saying, first... all I'm saying is that little girl is the next murderer. <laughs> She's coming back season three. My initial first snap thought when I when I saw that was like, what's up with the young deaths in this show? <laughs> like episode episode two, young girl dead. Episode three, fifteen year old girl dead. Like why are we, there's we've had four episodes? There's definitely uh, and, a, or a trend th- coming around. Yeah, yeah. We're we're just murdering little like younger people. <laughs> they have all their lives to live, and now they're dead. Life is fragile, Sacco. Yeah, right. you know. I guess that's true. <laughs> they're yeah. all but father for Patrick Drain. Yeah, <laughs> they're just they're just there to serve his needs. Yeah, <laughs> the and and what comes is what I feel like a recurring segment, at least from this episode, is Patrick Drain basically just being a big child. <laughs> Where the the next scene is basically Lisbon kind of talking about the the specifics of you know, the person who drowned, uh, while uh, Patrick Drain and Van Pelt are like in the background, and I want to say, um, Patrick Jane like is behind Van Pelt, and he's, like, trying to do, like, some, like, mind tricks kind of thing, and they're like, what are you doing over there? And it comes out that Patrick Jane is like, I am gonna glean from Van Pelt where the keys are so I could get shotgun. No, so, <laughs> he can, so he can drive. So he can drive. So he can he drive. wants to drive the van. Oh, okay. You can, so, all right, yeah. so he can drive, because that's a normal thing that, like, a 40-year-old should be doing. Uh, and I do like how much Cho is like, all right, dude, like this is, you're, you're messing around. Tell me how you did it. <laughs> Tell me exactly how you did it. Oh, you obviously knew beforehand, right? Right. <laughs> how would, how would I have found out when I was in the bathroom, when she hid the keys? This was, that's his response to Cho. And then he does like this weird interpretive dance with Van Pelt. There's like a little bit of weird chemistry going on. And then <laughs> like she points to a little potted plant on a windowsill and then he runs into the other room and pulls the keys out of a different potted plant and is like, with, I'm driving. Who wants shotgun? Biggest shitty grin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think a lot of this is getting into like the, like the subtle. So again, it's playing on like a lot of these tropes with, with, you know, mentalists and psychics and stuff. But I think mm-hmm. that, he, so he's like gleaming from her reactions and the, when he points her to the potted plant, she gets some kind of reaction, a little smile indicating, <laughs> I think to him that like she, she put it in a plant and he was going to get it wrong by thinking it was that plant. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets to be the one who has the, the big grin at the end. But at this point, everyone seems to enjoy these little like tricks that Jane is playing. Hijinks, yeah. But I wonder how long that's gonna last. <laughs> Could you fucking focus, man? Jane, yeah. come on, man. There it was a seems murder. Like they have a half life, and I, I'm interested to see if we ever get to that point. What's weird though, because like again, we don't have a timeline. So from the first episode, no. we don't know how long Jane's been working for the CBI. So yeah. he could have been doing these tricks for like eight years already and people can still love him every minute that actually also works because van pelt is a newbie right so like yeah. yep. obviously she's the one still interested while everyone's like dude could you could you stop <laughs> yeah, to be fair though i imagine the vast majority of time as a policeman or woman is mm. extremely boring so <laughs> yeah. like they're sitting around the office waiting for something to happen and like i'm sure they're like yeah jane you know 
What's your that, favorite card? <laughs> I, I have noticed that, at least with Van Pelt, is oh, there's a lot of times throughout the series where she's like, all right, like right, let's do this. And they're like, no, you got to do paperwork. Lisbeth yeah, just she, always just she gets shuts it out of the stick. <laughs> they have an uh, interesting relationship, which I think we get a little, a little bit in this episode. A little bit, about. yeah. Um, uh, but it definitely seems like an interesting dynamic between the two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they end up, you know, driving over to the beach, and then we get a, sh- a shot of uh, all these people in suits walking on the beach, going upon like like what seems like it's like a surfer's funeral, right? Like there's like very yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird to see people in suits on a beach. Like it's yeah, just it's a jarring, very thing. odd. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it'd be, I guess it would be much weirder if they showed up like in bathing suits. So. Hey, what's yeah, up, I man? Guess, We're the cops. Yeah. <laughs> We're the cops. Check out my trunks. <laughs> Gonna Man. shred some super duper nar, bro. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this is a very... <laughs> it's a very ominous kind of funeral where, like, these high school persons are, like, slowly taking their, like, flower... What do they call that? The flower Lays. Lays. Yeah, Lays. and just, like, yeah. throwing it onto, like, this, like, mural on the beach um the shot kind of focuses a lot of times on this like old hippie like our older hippie person uh which i wasn't sure what what that was about but we'll find flipper. out sooner creepy yes, flipper, flipper man yeah yeah exactly the quote-unquote good oh boy we'll, we'll get there we'll get there uh but there here's another part where jane then talks to the four kids who are like oh yeah this uh the victim i forget her name but she was like, she was a friend christine, christine. thank you uh, Christine mm-hmm. was like one of our like great friends. We we all were close. Blah blah blah. And then Jane's like, "Hey, like, what what animal do you think Christine is?" And like you know, uh, Cho and is it is it uh, Rigsby, right? Cho and yeah, Rigsby. Rigsby's there. They're yeah. like looking at him, like, "What are you doing, dude?" And he's like, "No, I just I need to know." And they give some answers. I, like I forget. She was she was orange. Oh. Yep, and oh, a, a rabbit. And a rabbit. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, so like, wh- why did we tell you that? He's like, that's fine. Case closed. <laughs> I just needed to know. Oh, by the way, you guys could go. I'm gonna stay at this beach for a while. <laughs> and he just like sits down again with like a, this biggest grin, just having fun. Full suit, takes his shoes off, lays down on the beach, just on his back, and <laughs> he, like the other cops just go away. Are yeah. we gonna talk like, about the sandcastle? Oh, we'll we'll yeah, get there. We will. Okay. That comes up in a bit. That comes up in a bit. I feel like this is. All right. No, I think I mean, we're on the same page there, Scott. I, well, yep. actually, I, I think all three of us are on the same page yeah, on this yep. one. <laughs> but uh, before we get to that part, uh, we do see uh, Lisbon and uh, Van Pelt interviewing the father of the victim, who is basically like like a like a drunk. He kind of shows up as like a deadbeat dad almost, you know? Like oh, he yeah, has, 100%. Yep. yeah. Like the scene basically starts with Lisbon being like, "Hey, like he." You have two young kids here, and we're going to talk about some pretty heavy stuff. Do you want to like, like send them upstairs or get them out? And he's like, "No, nah, it's fine. They'll, they can they can take it." And, it's like, <laughs> and Lisbon basically has to be like, "No, man. Like, send like please send them away so we can actually like talk seriously." Uh you you I see think like he says it doesn't matter because one of them's slow, and then I don't know. Oh about the god, other one. yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 some, it's something like she's already heard everything, so we can he'll, say anything in front of him. He'll be a man soon in winter is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bad news. It is like it is it's it's pretty bad. It, like you can see like Lisbon is like kind of struggling with it. Um and 
like so so they interview and like they basically get some names out of the father who like kind of like heard this from from her daughter like as you know when he was around um it's like Darlene Hope Danny which i believe are the names of the high school kids that they interviewed on the beach and so Darlene name, Darlene was yeah. a, a fr- another friend not from that group the other two oh, were right. the the hippie kids yeah and then and then Flipper was the other one yeah um yep. yeah I, it was it it was an interesting scene. Like at, at one point, the dad kind of like turns around and like says to his kid, "Like, hey, make us some sandwiches or something." And it's like, dude, get your it's shit t- together. Technically, man. it's not it's not that bad because what he what he says is make something for your little brother. Yep. He doesn't say make something for me, which at least is like not as the scummy. Bare minimum, yeah. But like <laughs> it's like and, so, and says so, thanks. He does say thanks, which yep. I did appreciate. <laughs> so so this so this guy, my I I wrote, What a shitty dad. Mm-hmm. Uh and and you know, through the course of the interview that Lisbon uh is doing with him, you come to find out that his wife died in a drunk driving car accident. A college kid was driving drunk, killed her. The college kid was fine. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, this guy had a wife, had a life, had these three kids. Now his daughter's dead and his wife's been dead for five years. Like you need to try to pull it together, but this dude is probably doing the best that he can uh, with, with the resources that he's been given and whether he's tried to fix himself or not. Like I pulled my shitty dad, like you're a super <laughs> shitty dad to like wow. you're only a slightly shitty dad. Like you got you got to try to figure it out, buddy. He's, he, I would say he's bad enough that you can't say he's trying his best. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think that's that is very well phrased. He got a shitty hand, but he's like going all in on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a way that's right. like, oh no, man. Yeah, redraw, baby. You can draw. You don't have to go all in on that two seven. Yeah, and like Van, what's kind of nice is like Van Pelt kind of picks up on like how like uncomfortable Lisbon is with like the situation, and uh, as they're walking out, Lisbon actually like in a rare like scene, she actually like stumbles over herself as he's like leaving, and, and Van Pelt's like, "Hey, like," um, she says something to, along the lines of like, "Hey, that must have been like kind of hard." I know, like with your history, and Lisbon's like, "We don't talk about my history." <laughs> like so, she nips that in the bud. Yeah. So, but I think that's interesting though because like the. The implication there is that Van, like, clearly Lisbon has not talked to Van Pelt about her past, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, clearly those words have never spoken. So, it, to me, it also says something that, like, Van Pelt has either heard other people talk about this or, like, done research on Lisbon, which most definitely that's probably the case. Yeah, I think yep. so. But, like, yeah. it's weird to bring up something, even though the intention there was good, it's weird to bring up something that you haven't discussed with someone and be like, <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Like I know that, that your sucks, father, man. Yeah. like I know your father did the same thing and then drank himself to death. And like, but we, like, we've never talked about this before. So yeah. like, it's weird that you're consoling me about this. You're getting real close to me right <laughs> yeah. now, and we're not this that is close. Like stalker territory, a little bit. I I still appreciated it. It probably did cross a little bit of a boundary, but I still liked it. It was like, hey, like. We, we got a little bit more into like Liz, like how Lisbon works. Yeah, um, I think the intention by Van Pelt was totally good, yeah. and then the reaction by uh, Lisbon was probably a little over the top. But it's a, it's a like I think it's a little a weird interaction for both sides. <laughs> I I don't know if it's that as over the top as you would think. Like that's a that's a pretty personal thing, and for someone to just have been hired like. 
you got to remember, from what we know, they, Van Pelt's been part of the force for a month, two months. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like four months, I wouldn't talk to talk to my boss about something like that, even if it felt like if I was there for four months, that's like a pretty personal thing to talk about. So yeah. I, it might right. be a little over the top, but oh, it's yeah. it's reasonable. <laughs> I think it's a reasonable response. Yeah. Uh, so the next scene we get might be one of my personal favorites. Scott, do you want to uh, do you want to lay yeah. the scene on this one or? So we yeah we cut back to Jane at the beach just hanging out. He walks over. There's a small child who is making eight. a sandcastle. Eight nine years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. eight nine. 10 years old. I don't know. I don't know how old kids are. She's she's a young child. She's making a sandcastle as children do. He sits down and starts literally applying his mentalist trade on a child to get her to give him a bucket so that he can build a sandcastle. <laughs> then he proceeds to build such an extravagant sandcastle that other people come by and applaud him and literally steals the spotlight from a small child you you gotta understand this this kid was also was building a castle it's just like as like a kid will do like isn't gonna be like this amazing like construction yeah it's a fine thing has done yeah yeah (laughs) but but here's the other thing too when he gives her back the bucket after receiving the applause doesn't say thank you He just he just smiles into the camera and the crowd. You can see the kid being visibly sad as everyone is cheering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. This is it's an a, amazing scene. I absolutely love this scene. It's it's little. It's crazy. <laughs> it was, and that's it, not well, touching on the fact that it's a it's like outside of the realm of like being a pessimist and like how creepy it is for like a forty year old man to wander up on like a small child and start <laughs> building a sandcastle with a shoe right next to her. Like beyond that, it's just like an incredibly weird scene. It was, it was, yeah, like I think weird, jarring, honestly, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you come from this moment of like real tension and like Van Pelt or uh, Lisbon getting angry at Van Pelt, and like the scene cuts, and you're like, what is Patrick Jane doing putting sand in his shoe? What? <laughs> Wait, why are you creeping up on this night? What is happening right now? And it's just, it's a mind warp. But I think this is this is very akin to like the sandwich thing, right? A bit that you were mm-hmm. we were talking about in episode one. Like that's the touchstone for me is that like yeah. he seems to be very much into like throwing off like the norms just to get like a rise out of people. And yeah. apparently, even it if it's not... the rises on a child, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> even if the person he's getting rise out of is a literal child. I, I think one of my favorite parts about this was like there was not one word of dialogue during any of this. All of it was done visually and done in an in an amazing way. Um, I think the part of the reason why this is one of my fa- probably my favorite part from from both of these episodes is um, I I think I do like this show, but one of the things like I have to wonder is like how much are the writers in on it? Like because right now for me it feels like Simon Baker's performances patrick jane is really elevating what would otherwise be like a like a decent show you know i I think his performance is fantastic but like this scene kind of shows me that like okay no like i think they're quickly under or at least they understand for even for this one particular thing that like you could you could lay out the carpet for simon baker and he will like hit it out of the park you know it's it it was really cool he's he's yeah, he is clearly the uh, heavyweight champion of the acting scene in this television show. Like, they're all of these actors, which I don't know if any of them have done anything else after this. 
they're all good. Like all Lisbon, the acting Lisbon is good. was in the craft. If you remember Ooh, the craft, I have. I not. don't remember that. But like all of these actors are fabulous. They are fantastic. And Patrick Jane or Simon Baker as Patrick Jane is just phenomenal. He's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. To be fair, what have you seen him in since though? It, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know if they've done anything, but like in this show, he is lights out. And it, like without him, this show turns into a really bad version of Law and Order SVU, like a really bad version of that, where it's just like, man, we're going to cancel you in a year. I would say that for sure his performance is like the guiding light for the show. Mm-hmm. But I'll also say the the writers and the the show creator created a situation where I think he can thrive. Yeah, um, and, yeah. yeah. And- I totally like, and I wasn't sure about that. I feel like until like some like a scene like this, where I'm like, okay, yeah. they're, they're all on the same page, like on this on this uh, performance. Yeah, it almost it almost makes me like uh, a situation where this is the point where people started like within the show started to realize that like we actually maybe have like something here <laughs> that we can yeah. run with, and that yeah. you know we can kind of play around with, and it would still probably be pretty good. Yeah, Tom Brady in the sixth round. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) like there's definitely people that are were involved in the show that were like, yeah, we made a pilot and we'll see how this goes. And I feel like maybe at this point they were like, yeah, okay, all right, (laughs) maybe we we see what this does. All right, I'm gonna stop drinking and I'm gonna focus on this now. Um, so the the next scene that we get is uh, the Lisbon and Van Pelt, I believe. Actually, I think it's like most of the crew are interrogating the uh, Marlene, who is Darlene. currently Darlene, who is currently in jail, and she kind of gives up. <laughs> what's a little bit of coaxing. She gives up the information that uh, the victim was sleeping with an older man um, who was called Pops. 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 <laughs> Loves fifties music, rockabilly, baby. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, so that that's the other thing that that um, I think she also said like he's good in bed, or, or was the other thing that yeah. she found. Yep. B- before you go on from Darlene, she's a psycho. Um, because <laughs> when uh, I don't even remember who it might have been, show that interviews her, um, goes, yeah, Christine, your friend is dead. She just goes, whatever. Like oh. zero care that this that her like supposed friend is now not living. And I no. think like this might be for, you know, the, the episode before I brought up sort of the same thing with the with the brother where he's like, OK, that was weird to me. Mm-hmm. This is weird in a different way because she's old enough to not have that shell shock, I think. Yeah. And to just be like, wow, that's sad. But she is just stone cold psychotic in my brain. You gotta, you gotta put up that facade in juvie, Sacco. You know? I guess you can't, true. You, gotta, you can't show any emotion. They'll eat you alive in juvie. <laughs> You're right, Sacco. Because like even in the second episode, right, her other friend was like, "I don't, I don't know who this person is." You know, it's it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, a. They really don't care about people dying. Like their friends yeah. are dying, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. I don't care. It's a dead person. <laughs> what? One of these people eventually has to have like when they like." interview a friend or something it has to be like oh and they had a really nice mentor that like really showed them you know <laughs> guided them through tough times upstanding you know member of society because they're, they're all garbage yeah, yeah we'll everyone's they, been a garbage person not great not great so far uh so while this happens rigsby kind of gets some information about uh flipper and finds out that where he's living uh in some like trailer park kind of thing 
Um, and that's where the, the crew ends up going there. And like while this is happening, I, so in my head, I very specifically remember being like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. Like this is an episode, I feel like that's a focus on the crew that isn't Patrick Jane, right? It felt like everyone else is kind of like doing the groundwork while Patrick Jane's kind of fucking off and <laughs> embarrassing a child on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha, Nick. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's so. What happens is they they um they break into this this trailer home, and lo and behold, we have that the old hippie in in little corner Flipper. playing Flipper, playing playing chess with Jade, like talking like philosophy or something insane, and drinking. There's, and there's drinking. several drinks on the table. We don't I know think if Patrick were- Jane had any, but. They were talking about like chess opening moves and like the philosophy of chess, and it was just, <laughs> come on, guys. What's what was weird though is that, and I think I'm hoping that this is a thematic thing that happens throughout the entirety of the show. Whenever they enter into any home or anywhere, guns are always drawn. <laughs> like, let's go. We got guns ready. If the killer's here, they're getting shot. Well, I mean, you see the people that they interact with on a daily basis. These people are the scum of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I would have my gun drawn at all times. You never know what Show me one good person that they've run into. You're right, you're right, Scott. You're you're so right on that one. (laughs) I in my notes I have I just wrote LOL, that's why he stayed on the beach is like this like weird, like backwards way to talk to Flipper. Uh, I I would I would attribute that one not to uh not to random luck, but that he wanted to stay on the beach just to like see like what was there, and then yeah. happened to. <laughs> but may- maybe he had a grand design there, but that seemed like impress impress like the hippie around. with uh, his his castle skills. Castle yeah, he skills. he knew by his shorts that he loves sandcastles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and do you wanna do you wanna do this part, Sacco? Because I think this you, you were the one that brought up like, hey, there's a lot of creeps on this show. The, uh, so this the interrogation guy, with this guy? My God, this guy, Flipper, is a major creepazoid. So mm-hmm. he's this, I mean, you can't really tell how old he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. but he's hanging out with 15 to 17-year-old high school kids, and he is clearly, it got to be in his late 20s, probably more closer to like late 30s, but they sort of give him this like weird ageless vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but he starts talking they ask him if he's having sex with Christine, because that's the question to ask, right? We're trying to figure out who's who's doing the 15-year-old, I guess. Yep. And he's like, I thought about it, but I wait till they're 18, and that's when I go for the kill. Like, this guy is fucked. And it was, like, terrifying to think that these are people that are probably real-life people that do this stuff. And it's just, it was, like, vile to my core. And the worst part... And may, I don't know if it's maybe the worst part, but like the end of all of this culmination, you know, Jane's accusing him and Lisbon's accusing him. And then Jane turns around and he goes, you know what, though? You're a good guy. I think. And that's down, enough, right? You've got a good heart and that's enough. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's not enough. Like, you can't be you can't be like a like a like a 37 year old dude banging 18 year olds just because you're not a good guy for waiting until they're 18. That's fucked in the head is what that is. At what point do we start worrying about the the people that are around the writers of the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we, do we have to like make a phone call or something. Yeah, like, what's like, going yeah, on? Is this is this a message for help? <laughs> <laughs> something could be wrong. 
but like so this fucking guy says shit like this he said <laughs> referring to uh, to the victim they are pure in flesh and spirit oh yeah <laughs> i don't sleep with underage girls which like i doubt it first of all <laughs> when you have to like come out and say that like i don't know man i don't know if i'm right there with you uh, and the, what might be like the skin crawling line is he's like i wait and then bam happy birthday baby is <laughs> what he says and it's like dude it, it, it's not like it, it's not that black and white you can't just be like 17 birthday 18 all right we're, we're all we're all there it's like no nah, man this is this is real fucked right now i feel like though this plays on like everyone knew in high school that there was some like skeezy oh. person that like hung around town and like still dated like yep. 15 year olds like this is playing <laughs> very much to me on that like stereotype of no. just the worst kind of people yeah <laughs> i personally and- knew a couple of those people i they will Oof. remain nameless but oh, they boy. weren't my friends they were they were uh cuz you said you personally knew <laughs> I, I, that's, my, that's my only concern there. Yeah, no, I, I personally knew them because I was I was involved in a uh, sports program with these people. They were not Ooh. in high school with me, but they were involved that way. I'll leave it at that. Oh. Everybody who everybody who knows me probably knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. but I feel like I feel like the point is like everyone can connect somebody yeah. with that ste- like that specific that stereotype. It was a little bit weird, though, to, to have Patrick Jade be like, I think deep down you're a good guy. And like him hearing that is like, OK, I'm just going to fess up to like all like, you know, I'm going to give you exactly what you need to know. You know, it's yeah, that's super weird. Now, part of me wants to believe that's a gambit to like gain trust that maybe he says more than he intends to and not Patrick Jane relating to this person. But I do think that there is an aspect of Patrick Jane that overvalues intelligence regardless of morality i guess is the no. way to, to way to put it where like clearly they're playing chess and like patrick james strikes me as the person who wouldn't play chess with someone if he didn't think that they like had at least something to offer him even mm-hmm. in like a loss yeah. and that like i don't know it's it's still weird it's just so weird so my read on that is a little bit different in that I want to say Patrick Jade, I think, views all these people equally in that they're all just bad people. And for him, that's not a deal breaker, unfortunately, right? Because that's the world that he seems to live in is that, I mean, he like he himself, I, I don't know if he like thinks this, but like he himself isn't like he's not a good person, you know? No, no, no. I think yeah. he would admit, yeah, he, I, I think that that, yeah, he would he would admit that that's the case. But maybe it's more along the lines of like if he didn't hang out with criminals, he wouldn't hang out with anyone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but so the, the the next scene that happens, and this was a little depressing. It the dad shows up at the police station, and he's like he's, you know, agitated and whatnot. But drunk. <laughs> I got a question for you. Why the fuck did he bring his kids, dude? I like. There are so many questions that I have there. What, yes, why the hell does he have his kids with him? He clearly him? doesn't oh, care about them. He I leaves mean, them at home all the time. <laughs> okay, okay. Realistically, though, his other two kids are like eleven and seven. They're like younger kids, so like you probably One can't of leave. Slow. Yeah, you probably can't leave him at home with you. But like, wow. find a babysitter, do something, dog. Secondarily, like they're ha- like the CBI 
has to get their shit together when it comes to people seeing other people that could be related to the crime. Because like in the in the first episode with the golfers, like you have the brother and the guy coming across like that shouldn't happen. That interaction where these two people cross in the hallway and then a fist fight starts shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. like, think about think about it this way though, Sacco. If if the 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 upset relative kills the victim or kills the perpetrator, they don't have to kill them later. <laughs> I guess that's true. That's true. But this, you know, spoiler alert, this is why Flipper does not get shot. Because he didn't do it. Yeah. But yeah, like there's there's so many dumb things that happen. It's like why 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 you got your kids? Why are you allowing this dad to see the the potential perpetrator who you know dad's drunk as a skunk right now? Like yeah. how did he get there? Ubers don't exist at this time. Did you take a taxi there? <laughs> like what's going on? We all know he's not paying for a taxi. He is not paying for a taxi. Yeah, no. He he's the person that does the what is it like Star Forty Seven? What was the like? Um, <laughs> this this is a throwback. You know, like in, when you could go 69? to payphones. Is that what it is? And it's like a yeah. collect call. But <laughs> when, when you well, backtrack, no, no, like, no, when, no, no. When you send it to another person, you just instead of like giving your name, it's like, hey, pick me up, and then, yep. and then you goes through, so you don't have to pay for the phone call. Oh yeah, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, Bob, the commercial Bob, we add a baby eats a boy. This guy has not, definitely done that. We're not old. It's fine. <laughs> we're really uh, showcasing our yeah. demographics right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that it it's just like a weird situation with that dad in, in particular. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just the actor like wasn't doing a great job, but it also came off to me as like he was almost feigning to be upset. Like he was no. like supposed to be upset in that situation. But then, if that's not the case, like why the why the hell did he show up in the first? Like why? Yeah. Why is he at the police? Like why is he at the police station? <laughs> it, I guess it seems true. like what? it's basically just to make Lisbeth Lisbeth a little sad. Is is what? It yeah. Comes like, across. Why are you there? Like are you bringing brought in for qu- more questioning? Like you just decide to show up. <laughs> Uh, so the the one nugget inf- of information that we get out of all this is that there was a party on a Monday night, and that was like the last time we saw the victim, basically. And, and like that, they had they not, they are not focusing in on the uh, the party. Which I'm not gonna be like the show. I'm gonna say victims. Victims. Yep. Because two, right. two people died. <laughs> two people are two, dead. Two people died. <laughs> Remember the the security guard, please. Remember the nose in the concrete. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Liz, Lisbeth and Jade go to the high school and they like meet back up with uh, the high school friends and they're like, hey, listen, like you guys didn't mention that like you guys had like a party afterwards and they, they kind of like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, we were drinking. We didn't really want to bring that part up. Um, and Jade asks another question like, hey, like what animal would you guys be? <laughs> Which, you know, again, I, I was curious where he was ultimately going with it, but. Um, it still, it does have it does it have implications later. It does. Yep. It, it comes as it comes with all Jane things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and one of the questions he asks, which <laughs> which was pretty good, is like, "Hey, like, have you has anyone heard of the name Pops?" And then it, it, this is the most like obvious like tell for me is like the, it, it like cuts back to the kids and like they slowly look at each other. <laughs> 
And then looked back at Jane and they're like, uh, no, <laughs> no, we don't know. <laughs> you don't have to be a mentalist to figure that one out. Yeah, yeah. That's like, like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Can I just say as an aside, I thought that all the all the actors that were playing the teenagers did a mm-hmm. pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Of being teenagers, they were all yeah, yeah, they were yeah. all good at that. What I will say though is that high school, damn, that high school's like a like straight nice. up fresh as hell. I think that's like a California like thing. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It it looked like a college campus. It was dope. It, it, yeah, and I want to say that at some point they kind of mentioned like, oh yeah, like her friends were like like riding around in Audis. Like, yeah, you know, these are trust. These are trust like, fund babies. Yeah, so yeah. they're going to very nice schools and yeah. <laughs> Which anytime like a show is gonna like specifically point that out, I'm like, okay, these, these kids are up to something shady. Like you don't just mm-hmm. say that. And just, this like, isn't the OC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jane and Lisbon end up going to the construction site where the the kids were ended up, uh, were partying. And this is where, as Scott has mentioned repeatedly, we find out. Uh, about the missing security guard who ended up being encased in concrete, safe for his nose, which is sticking out. So somehow only Jade is the one that can sleuth out the fucking nose poking, poking out of the goddamn concrete. I, I guarantee you two people on the construction walked by at some point during the day and was like, is that a fucking nose? And they were like, nah. <laughs> I don't, I don't no get paid enough for your nose. Shit, <laughs> what, what am I, a detective? <laughs> <laughs> he like waves Lisbon over and he's like, hey, check out this nose and this concrete. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> then we, act, we get the scene of who ends up being Pops, which is the dad and the owner of the construction site and the dad of one of the high school kids. Um, and he shows up and he's immediately just like, just sw- like, just, oh, gross, you know? Classic sleazeball. <laughs> he might, this guy, yeah, this he might guy be my least in other favorite. stuff, right? Like, he this looked is an familiar. Act- yeah, he definitely seemed like one of those people that plays like random bad guy, like number two. Like a yeah. very punchable kind of person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. This guy is the definition of punchable. Like wow. from the second he shows up on the scene, I'm like, oh God, you're the worst human on earth. I hate you. He, he Which is ironic because he punches <laughs> Jane. Yeah, he yeah. does. Well, so he basically shows up in the scene and he's like, oh God, like one of my like workers died. Like this is going to delay the project. This sucks. Yeah. Uh, and... So as he's like going back into uh, the car, Jane basically is like, "Hey, pops," and he like turns and like looks at him, and like that's like enough to like for Jane to be like, "Oh yeah, you are definitely the guy that was fucking the the the, the victim." Second There's one other line. clue there. There's one other clue there. Well, the music. Because- the, the music. music. It's play, he's playing rockabilly music in the car, and what Darlene told him was that, "Oh yeah, his name's Pops." Loves fifties music. Like that was the <laughs> that was the clue. And apparently he's good in bed. Yes. So he turns Rockabilly and Jane's like, he's playing Rockabilly. He's the one that did it. He is having sex. He was having sex with Christine. Like And I believe the it. quote from Jane was he was laying her like carpet. He did I think say is the that. phrase that he goes with. Which There's- I 
Yeah, I don't know about that one, Jane. But there's actually a lot of really choice lines yeah. in the scene from mm-hmm. Jane. Yeah, uh, and, and like I, I think a little bit to your point from uh, the the last week, Scott, is this is Jane being like, hey, all right, arrest this guy. He's clearly guilty. And Lisbon being like, okay, we can't just arrest him off your like hudge. Like we need actual like to do like some sort of due diligence. And he's basically he says stuff like like clearly he did it. He was raping her all night. <laughs> I claim Jane then goes with this his patented strategy of get punched in the face and give and give reason to arrest this person. He's playing Rockefeller. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, he totally gets decked in the face. And <laughs> It makes you wonder how his nose has stayed so perfect getting punched in the face so many times. A lot of money. It's got to be cheek hits. A lot of cheek hits. That's what they're hitting him. Not connecting in the nose. (laughs) Uh, So Lisbon does take him in because he punched punched him. I mean, you got it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. Oh, so... After this, we actually finally see like the the boss man of of the whole group. Uh, this this actor actually seems super familiar, although I don't know what else this person's been in. I think he just looks like every teenage person like in a TV show <laughs> of that time. Okay, wait, which are you? Wait, which guy are you talking about? The captain of it? The son? You're talking about the son of Pops, right? No, no, no. I'm talking no, about um, like the, the captain of the the CBI. Lisbon's oh, boss. Oh, 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 yeah. He yeah, always, okay. like, the slightly balding guy with the slightly disheveled tie. No, and did we, always... no we, I thought we heard from him before. That, or is this the first time where we get the interaction where he's like, "I'm look, I'm not going to stick my neck out for you, but... So that's next all right, episode. All right, fine, I'll, st- I'll stick my neck out <laughs> that's, for you. That's next episode. But, okay. but I want to say this is the first time we've actually seen him, because I think we've heard, like, him, like, of him. Like, there's, like, the phone calls and stuff, yeah. but this is the first time we actually see him, which is... Which is nice. I, I like to see that there's like a like a hierarchy there that we're gonna find out more about. Um, this is another part where I really like Cho because Cho is the resident interrogator, and he's he's just kind of like grilling pops with <laughs> with like the same like stone face kind of thing. And pop, he and, does and have an excellent stone face, just yep. fantastic. Uh, and the pops guys like, do do people really like confess with this kind of stuff? And pops. <laughs> And Joe's like, yep, yep. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> um, <laughs> so unfortunately, Pops does kind of get out. And before before he leaves, he has like another like kind of gross line to Lisbon saying something like, If you were if you were 18 years old, like I would be all over you or something. <laughs> if you were it was like if you were 15 years old, I'd give you a shot. Something like I think, that. I think he said 15 years scuzzy. younger, because if he said 15 years old, yeah. that would be <laughs> Real yeah, fifteen years younger. It's yeah. it's real sketchy either way. It's super sketchy, but I don't think he goes so far as to say mm-hmm. like I would commit statutory rape. So <laughs> right. I want to say he almost does. I, I think so. My read on this was like he was like I'm above the law because like you know he got he has like the mayor and his oh he like clearly thinks person. that he's above the law. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. Um, but either way, it's it's a pretty bold thing to say to a person who's just arrested you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of the point is like he's re-exercising the power that he's lost a little bit of by being arrested in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so the next the next part is uh, we get Jade meeting with the kids again. And 
<laughs> I it, it didn't quite end up this way, but he basically was like, I'm going to hypnotize all four of you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, dude. This, he's at it again. This guy just can't stop hypnotizing people. Uh, but what ends up happening here is that he actually, like, fake hypnotizes them, uh, basically as, like, a, as a ruse to see if he could get them to to reveal something. And and it works. The, uh, I want to say Hope, her name is. Yep. She kind of, oh, like, yeah. she's like, oh, man, like, I, I remember, I think I saw Flipper, like, staring no, at us. She saw Pops. It was oh, Pops was it Pops? On the, on the rocks. Yeah, she saw Danny's dad on the rocks. He's, like, staring at her, like, all oh, I... Do you think he must? Do you think he like came back afterwards or like something like along those lines? And like they all like start like inner bickering with, amongst each other, being like, "No, like my dad didn't do it." <laughs> uh, and did- like one of the other kids is like, "Yeah, I think like Flipper did it. Like I'm sure Flipper did it or something." Danny, yeah. So I I actually Danny watched this episode up. twice. Yeah. Um, mm. And I will say the first time I was semi oblivious to what was going on. And the second time, like, there's a lot of clear indicators that, like, the kids are the one that did it. Because there's a bunch of, like, I think in this scene, one of them's like, yeah, how did you, how do you know who did it? How do you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I thought that was, that was pretty interesting that they're like, within them, they are, like, basically being like, how, how would you know who did yeah, yeah. No, I remember it, this now because he, he basically is like, no, my dad didn't do it. And he's like, how do you know your dad didn't do it? You know, mm-hmm. and it kind of like trails off there. Yeah, but yeah. it's I think uh-huh. that lead that lends itself to the really good acting of teenagers, because if yeah. like yeah. if I were 16 years old and murdered two people or was accomplice <laughs> to murder for two people, I, there's zero chance that I would be able to lie to anybody about that appropriately. So. Thank you for remembering the security guard, Zacho. Yeah, it's two R- people. R- R.I.P. Security guard. Rip security guard. I think his name was uh, Enrique. It was I a. I think that's great. It was a. It was a name like that. Anyway, he died. Anyways, so we can't. We, can't we can only talk about one murder right now. We call Do we know that nose. he died though? His, I mean, nose, uh, his nose was exposed to air. Well, there's a flashback. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. There's it a chance. Be alive. We never touch back on it. So. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> maybe he pulled through. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he made it. Maybe that we'll we'll see if that ha- uh, ends up in a future episode. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, the one last thing I want to say about the hypnosis thing is, like, okay, so like, what is this like world that like the mentalist takes place in, where like this kid is like, okay, the the mass hypnosis is real. Like, I can like utilize this to my advantage. You know. <laughs> I thought so I thought this was actually kind of a cool part of the show where clearly Jane is using like the idea that people will go along with like being His hypnotized. Yeah. Um and playing more into like there's so many times in the show in general where especially with other cops from outside mm-hmm. the CBI where they're like, Oh, you're the psychic or like, oh, you're like the you know, the mind reader and he's like, There's no such thing as mind reading. <laughs> <laughs> and and kind of playing into that idea where like he's using like what the people's perception of what it is that he does mm-hmm. against them and like this is one of like the better examples of like him taking advantage of like young people again <laughs> yeah yep. and like using like that idea against them to get what he actually wants out of it like all the all the tricks of his own trade right yeah yeah mm-hmm. well uh so what so we see uh, it cuts to the next morning and like it's him and Lisbon at the police station and Lisbon's like alright so you think it worked and he's like yeah just check it out and he like points towards the door right now and then nothing happens and he's like but how cool would it have been 
if something did happen. <laughs> I thought of you guys when I saw that scene. Same thing. You were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were like, I really hope this doesn't work. And then it was even better when, like, two seconds later, someone did show up. And I was like, yeah. There it is. <laughs> How cool would it have been, though, if it if it did happen? <laughs> yeah. You could, ima- you could imagine what it would be like if it did, though. <laughs> Uh, and the person that kind of walks through the door is Hope, and she's like, "Okay, like, did did you arrest Pops? Like, did did you did you do it?" And then uh, this is when Jane kind of like lays out his quote unquote master plan, right? That it, it was all a fake, and she willingly gave herself up um, by by pretending to be like hypnotized. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 what follows is that is like almost like a slightly comedic scene where slowly. One by one, each of the four kids just show up, and uh, we get like a, almost like an unreliable narrator, kind of like like their version of the events. So like yep. we see uh, when Hope like initially kind of like gets called out and she breaks down. She's like, "Oh, okay, like so like it was Danny. Danny did it all. You know, he he hit her over the head and then you know started to drown her because you know she was gonna like tell everybody like what happened. You know what what happened being them killing a security guard." Tell, yeah, tell, yeah, there we go. We're making sure we get back to the security guard, ripping yes. peas, because because yeah. Danny fucking falcon punches this dude to oblivion because <laughs> oh, yeah. he's trying to kick him off the property and he lands on like the tooth of a like a uh, backhoe. Dude's uh, toast. Out. Yeah. See ya. But um, I will say the actress that plays Hope very convincing. Very, yeah, you she, know, she plays the victim super well. Yeah. I, I, yeah, at this point, like, I wasn't quite sure, like, who was still, like, actually did it, you know? I was like, okay, one of these kids did it, but, like, I'm, you know, like, as it was playing out, I was like, okay, is Danny legit? Is Hope legit? Like, what's going on? Um, eventually, we kind of get the the full truth of it all as, as like, they all kind of pack into the same room. And what ends, what ends up actually happening is... Um, and, like, this is, this is a little bit... I, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but it was basically... They all and like after the security guard got killed accidentally, um, and the victim, she was like, "Okay, like we have to turn ourselves in. Like this, we killed somebody. Like this is very serious." And they're like, "Oh, we can't. I I won't go to jail." And like they all kind of kill him. Uh, but like Jane kind of almost like alludes to it being like, "Oh, like it was all hope that did this." Like he's like Jane or Hope was always smarter than than the rest of you. Like she kind of like concocted this like plan to like make all you guys do it so that you're all equally culpable. And it's like, ah, I don't know. Like, I don't think that's hope. Like, ev- like you need to, you're, you're pretty culpable if you're all drowning this person, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, well, I think that, so you have to imagine that the, the, the start of this, right. Is that they killed the security guard. Like that's mm-hmm. the beginning of this whole situation. So clearly they're not thinking straight from the very beginning. There's a lot of panic happening. And then I think his point is that like hope hates what Christine, 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 Christine. Uh, Brit- yeah. Brittany's close. Brittany's a good guess. That's a good Brittany's guess. Close. That was my best <laughs> shot. Christine like then said that they ha- you know they have to call the police and you know get them involved. And clearly hope has a vendetta for for Christine to to begin with. And then his idea or he what he was saying is that she then involved them intimately by she didn't die when she hit her in the back of the head that they had to drown her. <laughs> To like stop this from happening, and so are we're equally culpable in the death. Which yeah, like I don't know. But then again, teenage boys 
<laughs> I can bunch, see it. Bunch adults. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of idiot. Clearly, <laughs> one of them's already a murderer at that yep. point. Yeah. So, yep. like, you're just not. You're, she's not pushing him off a ledge. It's more of like pushing him down a little hill. So, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Uh, and then we, we do get another scene of basically Pops getting arrested. Uh, just, Statutory we don't get too rate. much else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then Statutory with the, the immediate dagger from Lisbon saying, well, he probably won't serve any time. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> they so that of, was a real letdown. Like, let us imagine Lisbon. Like, let, you know, <laughs> yeah. let the dream live for a bit that he might suffer. So, so that, that kind of actually goes into a lot of, uh, my, I, I, sh- I guess enjoyment of the episode, but what I mean by that is um, I how much I love, or like part of my love of Law and Order was those episodes where like the bad guy like gets out scot-free or like uses some loophole to like avoid being convicted at trial. And it's like, I have this like hatred, like, oh God, he got away. Like, I hate this person. And, and it's like, it's neat to see this show kind of do the same thing. Uh, where I'm like, oh god, I really fucking hate this pops guy. Like he's a real fucking scumbag, uh, yep. and like it, it, he at least gets arrested. But at the same time, like you said, he, you know, they kind of mentioned like, oh yeah, we'll he'll probably get out. You know, yeah, it's gross. I think that there's there's definitely some messages, like bigger messages in the show in general, mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of them are intimately tied to like rich people are like even the way they approach in several episodes how they're just treated by the police in general. Like, well, we can't, we need solid evidence to go after this person. Yeah. Because whereas, they have whereas some of the lesser people, lesser people, air quotes, they're just like, we'll bring them in for whatever. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll literally kick down the, the trailer park door and bring yeah. this person in. Yeah. Flipper has no rights because Flipper has no money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that they do. I think, I think that's an accurate reflection of policing in general. Right. So it's, it's yeah. just that like, for sure yeah so i think that that's it's nice to see that accurately reflected in something that's as old as this is um which is good and then we also get the transition at the end of that where so that the conversation about that he won't serve any time is with the father of Mm -hmm. uh the victim one of the victims Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and uh we get a nice nice ish scene with lisbon yeah uh, where she's basically confronting him, telling it, him that like he's all that his kids have, and he needs to get his shit together, <laughs> or like they're gonna be totally boned. And I think she gives him her card. It's I think un- so. Yeah. It's Probably in my, in my head, I thought it was like an AA thing, but in rewatching it, I think it was like literally her business card, um, which I think makes it maybe a little bit more personal. But like basically being like, get your shit together. Like- yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, get some help, and yeah. and even telling it like that her father like drank himself like after her mother died, her father drank himself to death and almost killed like them. Um, yeah, which was which was it's it's interesting to see her sort of break her own rules to mm-hmm. be personal, especially with someone outside of the law enforcement, um, to say that message. So no. that was it's certainly interesting. Yeah, yeah. and that. That was the episode. Solid and episode. Scene. <laughs> solid, solid episode. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. What What do you think, Zach? Overall, I mean, I I liked it. I again, I think the as I've seen in all of the episodes, acting has been fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. 
not as many red herrings in this episode. It felt pretty cut and dry. And I think that was it. It plays well with the teenagers being the ones that perpetrated it because teenagers aren't going to be able to keep that secret very well. Um, mm-hmm. I liked I liked all of the things that Jane did. And it's it did feel like he was, you know, he's obviously going to be the main prominent character in 99 percent of the episodes. Right. Mm-hmm. But it felt like he was pulled back just a little just enough where you're like, oh, you're still really important, but there are other facets to this show that are really, really cool. And the depth um, of character and the character development that happened with Lisbon, I think, was really nice to keep pushing that forward. And I think it'll open up a lot of doors to whatever budding relationship that I think will happen between Lisbon and Patrick Jane. Uh, I think that's I think that like. You're starting to build those pieces of, okay, well, she's broken, he's broken, can they fix each other, that kind of stuff. No. You think that there's going to be like some sort of romantic twist I, happening I between them? I think, think they're very heading? I think there very well could be. I'm not sure. That like that was my gut instinct. I think it's going to be one of those things that's like Rigsby and Van Pelt definitely get together oh, yeah. and whether they're <laughs> whether their yeah. fire is yeah, is yeah. smoldering. That yeah. ship is that ship is definitely sailing yeah. right now, yeah. And whether whether that relationship lasts for the whole for however long it is they get married, they're happy, whatever, or they realize like, wait a minute, we can't do it because they're gonna try. That is going to be a part of the show. But I I feel like Lisbon and Patrick Jane could get on that train as well. Could you imagine how awkward it would be hypothetically if if Lisbon and Jane got together, then broke up and the show continued and they still had to work together? So weird. <laughs> It that, just awful. I could could you imagine how Patrick Jane would be in general with it like an ex Good just God. like interacting with them because I can't no. even I can't imagine that I hope nope. it doesn't happen I, I like both the characters but yeah, it, I it, don't so yeah personally I don't get any romantic so I I would assume that and this is maybe in my own head but that Patrick Jane is is so broken by what has happened that like just the like the idea of like romantic interest is beyond him. Although that does kind of lead into the next episode, I think. Yeah, um, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, all, it definitely feels like there's a little bit of like Scalder and Mully. Go- Muller, uh, X Muller and Scully. Muller and Scully. There we go. I can uh, see Mulder? how you would get that. Mulder, like, isn't it Mulder? Mulder, Mulder, and Scully. Oh god, yeah. we've lost all of the X Files fans. Oh yeah. boy, damn Uh-oh. it! Oh no. <laughs> We but were like going to do that next. That was the next <laughs> podcast. Dude, wait. Nope. Hang on. Don't, oh, don't, don't tell them the suspense. Shh, spoilies. But like that, you know, like that show that did like a lot of like tension like between the two characters. It feels like there's a little bit of that here, or at least the show wants to kind of delve into that to, to Sacco's point. Um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. But for love, episode four, ladies in red. <laughs> Uh, interesting, interesting little note. Other than the pilot, all of these episodes have had the word red in them. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Interesting. In- interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Listeners That's out there, weird. think about that. Let it roll around in your brain a bit. This almost seems like a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Do you think every season or every episode for all six seasons is going to be red? I don't want to look. I don't want yeah, to look. I'm not true. looking ahead. It's true. I'm, we'll find out as we go. Well, Spoiler alert. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Sacco, do you want to quickly explain maybe what this, this episode's about at the... Yeah, so uh, The Ladies in Red, it's a it's a story about a man um, who was killed, who 
seemingly a super rich businessy man deal, uh, has a fancy home, has a beautiful wife, nice kid, the, the, like a young daughter, um, everything seemed to be going for him. The, the, the episode starts with the forensics team just picking randomly things up off of the ground, off of a disheveled, uh, office space. That is this man's office space. Um, and there's a secret safe room that this guy has built in because he's got bazillions of dollars and needs a safe room for people who are going to torture him. Spoiler alert. Uh, we're going to go right off the bat with this one and who the murderer was. It was the wife. It's Um, always the wife. It's always the wife. Or it was the, yeah, it was the wife with the help of, uh, it wasn't the lawyer. Was it? No, it's like their personal attorney. Their person. Okay. So it was, it was the wife and the personal attorney of that guy. I don't even know if I wrote his name down. Um, doesn't matter. He does. Yeah. yeah, He's dead. But so he ends the suit. Yeah. Yeah. But what ends up happening is he, uh, you know, he's getting tortured from these people, goes into like breaks into his safe room, closes the door and bleeds out in there and is dead. And Patrick Jane and crew roll up to the scene as, like I said, forensics teams are walking around this crime scene with papers and blood and shit all over the floor and things upturned no gloves no bags just picking papers up randomly like really shoddy police work and there's (laughs) there's a forensics captain there that's like yeah we did all this stuff patrick j like oh we found everything he's not and patrick jane's like he's still here no he's he's still here and they're like "Oh, oh, oh no he's not here there's no way and he goes so would you mind picking up a piece of paper over there? It's a piece of paper under a bookcase. She goes to pick it up. There's a little piece of paper sticking out. It rips. And he's he's like, huh, funny. She goes, oh, it must have fallen there. He goes, after you guys have already looked for everything? And he's like, no, there's a safe room. So he, this guy, Patrick Jade, starts typing in numbers onto the safe code cracker. And and he's like, oh, I'm doing all the passwords. So and uh, I, would, I yeah. would just say that the lady inspector, they... They're, they have a very antagonistic relationship in the few minutes that they're on the scene, but she has one of the best lines where she's talking about him being a psychic, and she says, sorry, Gandalf, that's not how this works. <laughs> and, and the other thing I want to note is that she already knows about Patrick, which I thought was yeah, pretty, yeah. like neat, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. again, like, she she has, this is not her first altercation with Jane. Yeah. Or and, no, and, I got the assumption that, that that the word is like out that the CBI is working with some like weird psychic person. His reputation their... precedes him, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like but so I just when love the... that line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gandalf. Yeah. So when this dude rolls up with no gun, no badge, it's like, all right, you're the wizard. Got it. <laughs> but so he starts plugging in all these numbers, and and Lisbon's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm just putting in the top ten passwords of this year. Yeah. None of them work." And he's it like mentalist thing and he goes and looks at a painting on the wall and it's sailboats he types in the numbers on the sailboat sails the door pops open dead guy in there just for the record in case any of our listeners are interested the sea shanty he sings while he's typing Mm -hmm. in the password is called spanish ladies is it an actual like it's it's an actual sea shanty he does change what he changes the i think it it's it's an english sea shanty originally Mm -hmm. um so I think he changes London to Boston, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, very but interesting. The, but the name of the the sea shanty is Spanish Ladies. Are you are you saying that we're gonna have to record a uh, a TikTok of us singing the sea shanty? I, I mean, mean, 
if we get if we get a hundred <laughs> listeners, <laughs> if we got a hundred unique listeners, I'll, I'll aim low. We will record a sea shanty, and that will be the twenty dollars Patreon following. Oh, back in you'll Zach, get sea shanties. No, all nope. three of us, <laughs> all three of us will be sea shantiers. You think you can get out of this, Scott? You're the one who's like, oh, by the way, the name of the yeah. shanty. <laughs> I'm just planning. I'm just planting the seed. You know? We're only uh-huh. we're only we're only allowed to sing this sea shanty if a bit can actually say sea shanty and oh, not no, she shanty. This is wait, very wait, difficult. Wait, okay, let's put him on the spot. Can you just can you just say the word sea shanty? She shanty. No, 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 no. no. He said she. One more try. One more time. The letter C. I think I'm saying it perfectly, honestly. Cool, nope. Cool, cool whip. <laughs> Listen, it's it's. <laughs> Listen, anyways, this guy's say, dead wait, in, in a cool. safe room. I think I think my mic is broken. I'm saying it perfectly, yeah, but it's not yeah, like coming through for some coming, reason. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Water shanty. Uh, how about that? There we go. Water shanties. Uh, ocean yeah. shanty. <laughs> ocean shanties. <laughs> There's something about, like. <laughs> to be fair. They're almost always on oceans, never on seas. True. That's true. True. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they, how did they get the name? We are way off track. But anyways, I think it's she should. <laughs> um, and yeah, like you said, it's this is a really cool episode in that we kind of get a we finally get a um adversary that isn't just like a pushover or like adult. You know, it feels like up until now, like. It's just been essentially Jane running circles around his competition. Sometimes it's because they're literal like teenagers. Sometimes <laughs> or children. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> really, yeah. It's like Jane just flexing all these people. But like, finally, like I like this episode because it's like we get a little bit of pushback. You know, it's not just like a bunch of fucking scrubs walking around. Can we all agree yeah. that Jane enjoys that more? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I think he likes flexing on them. So, so the so the next scene that we get is actually at the funeral, where we see um who the the wife who I'll from now on I'll just call the widow because it'll be easier. Uh, mm-hmm. And she like you see the like the lawyer kind of like whispering in her ear and like they they look a little like out of sorts. Uh, and we get like some pretty like <laughs> pretty cute banter between the uh, like Rigsby, Cho, and Jane, which I really liked. <laughs> Do you want to set that scene, Scott? I see you grinning over there. So, yeah, so I love this because basically it's it's Patrick Jane again egging on Rigsby that he should just go <laughs> after Van Pelt, mm-hmm. and Van Pelt say or and Rigsby saying it's not that easy. And I think there's a line from Cho where, like, he's tried all his tricks. He stared at her longingly, and she hasn't responded. No, no, <laughs> no, something, no, no. Something else. Do, you have, do you have the exact line? I, I got the exact line. Uh, so, so they're talking about the tricks, and then he goes, "Yeah, he goes, I've tried everything." And he goes, "Yeah, that's where he stares at the back of her neck for several hours." <laughs> yeah, which is just like fantastic. Uh, but it, it basically, to, to summarize it quickly, it, it basically devolves into. Uh, Rigsby basically saying if you're so good like why aren't there a group of women following you around all the time and Patrick Jane saying like why would I want that and they get into basically a bet where uh, Patrick Jane says that he could basically seduce any woman 
um, and and says that basically the the key is love and affection is like the thing that would do it. And he says, "Well, could, could you just do someone here?" And he, Patrick Jane says, "Of course." Uh, and so Rigby basically dares him to seduce the widow <laughs> yeah. at the funeral. That's a good and, play, and, and honestly. Bucks. Yeah, no, play, like, super bucks. smart by Rigby. Like oh. in theory, like perfect play there. <laughs> Uh, but then Patrick Jane immediately takes off to go seduce the <laughs> widow, and then brings me he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, two things about this that are just amazing is the one, yeah, brings me and he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean you to actually <laughs> I didn't think that fucking psycho would go. Over. Yeah. Uh, two, I loved uh, the love and affection thing because Jane's like, "All right, like I'll tell you the secret." And he's like, "All right, like give me, I'll give you a dollar." Like, what's the secret? Yeah. He's like, "Love and affection." He's like, "Give me my goddamn dollar back." Dollar back, yeah. <laughs> but I do like the point that he made him basically give him a dollar, and the point was so that he would actually listen, which I think <laughs> yeah. I think actually is a salient point. Like, that's a pretty like, good point. Yeah. By by putting money on it, it definitely adds emphasis to like he paid <laughs> he paid for that for those yep. three words. I don't think Jade ever gave him the dollar back, though. No, nah, he, I mean, no. to be fair, he's not wrong. Finder's fee. Yeah, it's true. He's not wrong. He does owe him 100 bucks though, because they bet $100 that he could seduce the widow, and he does not. He does yep. not. Spoilers, ah! yeah. Ah! No, I think we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. So he, does, he he brazenly approaches the widow, um, and I forget what exactly he says. Or no, no, I, I remember now. He's like, he's like, if this, like, suit is bothering you he doesn't say suit but he's like if well, this person is bothering you we well, lead he leads with you're you're actually more i think he either says you're more beautiful up close or you're more stunning up close oh, something like you, that to which he replies that's incredibly inappropriate <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're at a funeral my god <laughs> not my just husband a funeral, is dead her husband's funeral <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Hey, like, also, if this guy's bothering you, like, you can reach out to me." Does he give her like a card? I don't even know. I think I, he does. Yeah, because okay. he's like, "Call me if he's ever like, if you ever need anything, call me. Like, um, I'll be or there." You're in trouble. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then you see Cho and Rigsby kind of run up, and they're like, "We're so sorry." <laughs> like, and they basically drag him away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> good, just good stuff. I like I. The, these characters work really well together. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so they uh, <clears throat> they go. You end up going back to the police station after that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where we see the captain again coming in, and he is pissed. He <laughs> is so mad that Jane would. You know, this is a connected lady. This lady has tons of money. The guy was super rich. Um, and tons of money Patrick- in air quotes. Though, yeah, yeah. Thing, we're gonna put that in air quotes. <laughs> um. So it is it is outlandish for Jane to brazenly in the middle of this lady's husband's funeral to go up and be like, hey, what's up? You want to come to my place? That's essentially what he was trying to do. And yep. whether he was whether he was doing it to gain more information about what was going on and figure out the murder or I personally like to think he was trying to hook up with this lady because he's probably lonely. <laughs> little call me, little call he- me. He wow. does make a comment later mm-hmm. that that he basically like does he find a like attractive widow like intriguing? Yes, he yes. does. Yeah. Will it interfere with his police work? Of course not. <laughs> um, says himself though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so like I remember like the captain I just wrote he's kind of a douche in the yeah. sense that like he he just 
he plays the perfect role of like a, a hard ass captain for like 15 seconds and then immediately just caves. Yeah, so for, yeah. for me, that character, like it went from, okay, you could be like kind of, kind of a strong character here, whether you're super ancillary to the show or not. But the fact that he was like, no, we can't just have Pat. He's like, we put up with Jane because he's really good at what he does, but he can't be doing shit like this. And Lisbon's like, you got my back. Do you have my back? And he's like, we can't be doing this. Do you got my back? Of course I got your back. Dude, you didn't even put up a fight. You just let her win. He comes off as more of a goof to me than anything else. Yeah. You know, I kind of liked him. Yeah, I enjoy him as a character. Imagine how much it would suck if your job was to clean up after fucking Jade's bullshit. You know? It's like, true. But like to be he's fair, the he, one who has to sign the checks, like the administrative stuff that, <laughs> yeah. that fucking Jade is just off in the field doing, you know? I do yeah. like that he constantly, I think he said multiple times that the like Lisbon's job is to clean up after Jane. <laughs> so, so this line, I wrote it down because I really liked it. He said, I tolerate you and I protect you because you close cases like a fiend. And I let you make Lisbon's life misery. <laughs> to which to which she kind of does like a Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, true, <laughs> true. <laughs> My life was is cu- hell because of you. It was cute. Uh but but I, I thought also there was a kind of interesting nugget there that he does say that there is a line, you know? So so yeah. they kind of like put that out there. So I'm curious to see if later in the season we see him truly cross that line and if there's like an actual like like a friction there, you know, where it's like the boss is like, we have to, we have to take you off the case or we have to do something. And my guess is if that happens, it's probably going to be with Red John or something to that regard where, where probably Jane or Patrick Jane's at his like most fiendish. Uh, yeah. I thought, I thought it was a little interesting little nugget there. Yeah. I think again, this show does a really good, like the writers in the show do a really good job of establishing characters with like the most minimal, <laughs> <laughs> lines and backbone like i feel like i understand the captain as like a person mm-hmm. way more than i have any right to do by the <laughs> fact that he's spoken like 10 lines in the entire show like he's like like you were saying like he's someone that will bend the rules but like the minute that like there's going to be backlash against him like like he will cut ties with like anyone in the cbi <laughs> He, he's also like kind of a just a doofus guy, like the the whole coffee pot scene <laughs> yeah, that made me giggle. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he, like a like, pencil pusher, right? Like is the, yeah. the impression that I get. Yeah. The, the coffee pot was just so great when it's like there's the two coffee pots <laughs> are the exact same. And he's like, what is this? They're not labeled anymore. Who took the labels off? How do I know which one's decaf and which one's regular cap? I can't drink decaf. And Jay just goes, pour half into a cup and drink twice as much. And he looks at him like, oh, good idea. <laughs> I mean, that was a good idea. Honestly. It was a good ass idea. <laughs> Patrick Jay, uh, always a solver. Yeah, always thinking. <laughs> so so while this is going on and the, the boss is kind of like reprimanding him and being like, you need to like make things right. Jane gets a call from the widow. <laughs> and she's like, or the, I think the boss gets a call and he's like, hey, so... The widow said, "Like you need to like apologize for to her or something." And Jane's like, "Okay." He's like, she said, "You need to like come to her house personally." And like, and he has this look that he's like, "God damn it!" Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Jane. Of course, you can pull this off. Um, and so the next scene, we have Jane coming up uh, to this you know gorgeous big mansion, um, and we see. Uh, do, you, do you remember the daughter's name? Oh, shit. Troll daughter. Either way, it, the, the, the daughter kind of like 
it's it's kind of cute. You know, she like kind of peeks out and she's like, "Hey, do you want to like check out my like troll collection?" Uh, and Jade's like, "Yeah, hell yeah, let's <laughs> let's check this baby out." Um, there's some Julie. Really- Julie, Her name thank is Julie. you. Yes, uh, there's a little bit of uh, like I got some like shades of Parasite there, which I believe neither of you have seen. But nope, God, that's seen. such a good movie. There's the, and like I got a little bit of that imagery here, which was kind of kind of nice. Uh, she she like leads him up and like kind of shows him the collection, and he's like, "I so okay." Did you guys? Because I, I didn't understand this. How did Jade figure out the name of the troll? I think I he think- was just. Guessing W names, just yeah, okay, because they were okay. all like they were all like very similar names, and then I think he was joking because he actually knew the name and then guessed intentionally the wrong yeah. name. Yeah, okay. he was saying like, the wrong you names. You silly Billy, or whatever. <laughs> whatever <laughs> what, kids say. What whatever what I thought was also funny about this is it's again Jane just doing things in people's homes that he probably shouldn't be doing. Like <laughs> clearly he was let in by the housekeeper, mm-hmm. and the housekeeper was standing there with him as like you're supposed to stay here. And then he just like, it didn't seem like she gave him the go ahead to go upstairs. She, unless I, think I she missed does it. Smi- I think she smiles like after. She, does she, she give like, him? I want to. Yeah, she, yeah, okay. she does give him the go ahead. Okay. Yeah. But I, she's I, she's I was going to say, I must have a, missed yeah. that. This is not I was a situation like, where he's completely like got off the rails. This dude just went to like another eight year old girl's room to yeah. like play troll dolls with her. Yeah. But like, but also that the help is like the one nice person I feel like yeah. from both yeah. these episodes, interacted with. You know? yeah. Yep. Um, so the the, uh, the mother kind of like shows up and she basically tells Jane like, hey, so I found out like the reason I was so distraught at my funeral is, you know, I found out from our lawyer that uh, my husband has been like viciously in debt. Like he had he had no money for years and he basically left me and my daughter in debt. Um He's got nothing left. Exactly. Uh, she does actually say, like, at some point in this initial conversation that, like, oh, he must have, like, a nest egg somewhere, you know? Like, there there must be something here. And, okay, so I want to put to you guys, do you think Jane suspects her at this moment? I would bet that there is a part of him that hasn't ruled her out, but I don't think that she is the main suspect right now. Yeah, I would agree okay. with that. Okay, I thought that I thought that was really interesting. He's definitely I, taken with her. For, yeah, yes, for sure. Yes, and, and yeah, and I think I, I'm with you guys as well. That I don't because so, because Jane himself lies about this later because he says mm-hmm. at the end he's like I knew it was her from the funeral and he's like no you didn't like this is yeah. another situation where he, he he is definitely playing everybody around him right he has to yeah. kind of show off that like oh yeah I knew all along but yeah like at this point I think I think you're totally right I don't think he actually he might have had inklings but it was clouded you know he didn't yeah if nothing else he didn't I, want to believe it was her you know exactly yeah. I think I think he was very intrigued at who this person was and mm. what what they're about. And I think like whether that's a physical attraction or like a mental attraction in this very short, brief period that he got to know her. I think there is something to a widow about Patrick Jane where he's like, hmm, I can get behind this. Like I can <laughs> yeah. I can. This is something that is different for me. And I would think would feel my pain if something more were to happen. So I think there's, I think this again plays into my thought about Lisbon and him being reasonable. Because I do we did Lisbon? No, Lisbon's dad died, not her husband, right? Yeah, yeah. As okay. far as we know, she. Well, I guess so. I, yeah, we don't know if she was ever married or anything. But like, I th- I think this plays in well with with 
Patrick Jane being like, I don't think he could marry someone who wasn't a widow at this yeah. point. Or also broken in some way. Yeah, they need to be a broken yeah, ass broken. individual. Yeah. Do you think when he like makes his Tinder profile, he like puts the shit on there? <laughs> Must be a widow. <laughs> uh, so so the next scene we get and I this this also I, I really liked um to to kind of put it to to you, Sacco, because you mentioned this on the first episode, where like this show really shows its age. Uh, mm-hmm. cause the repo guys show up and they're like, all right, like we need to, like, we're going to take some stuff. And, and Jane's like, whoa, whoa, hold up. Do you have your papers? Like, show me like the documents and stuff. And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's like, show me, did you get your, like your shots? Cause there, there's anthrax all over this place. And like, what, the second I heard anthrax, I was like, fuck dude, I haven't heard anthrax in like 10 years. Like, but yep. like. At the time that the show came out, like that was like a big thing. Was like, oh god, there's anthrax in the mail. <laughs> like, These people had COVID. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but I thought I thought that was like a neat little like time capsule. Almost. What I, what I think is so funny is that the dudes just turn around. They're like, oh shit, maybe there is anthrax <laughs> oh, fuck, here. They, fuck this, dude. <laughs> to be fair that? though, you know they're getting paid like basically minimum wage, and they're like, oh, it's fuck, it's not worth, it's not worth my time. Like, <laughs> yep, <laughs> I ain't fucking with anthrax, dude. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh. back at back at the at base, the team finds out that the victim did take out ten million dollars. Um, I believe they they found out that or already know that it was taken out in diamonds, but either way, like they it's diamonds, it's yeah. diamonds, yeah. Uh, and that they they figure that's what like the whoever was torturing the husband was like was in it for. They needed to you know get the uh, the ten million. And this is the scene where Lisbon's like, "You're kind of soft on the widow, aren't you?" And and Patrick Jane all but admits it. You know? <laughs> he, yep. I forget he says, "Oh yeah, she's a gorgeous grieving widow. Of course, I'm a little soft on her." Which is a weird phrasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is it weird? A gorgeous grieving widow. Yeah, those are. I mean, two, that, I think, like, is that something that you find like? No, like, no, I don't. Are, I I find it weird, but okay. I think so that then tracks, it is. So then we agree it is weird, though. So it's it's weird. It's weird to the general public. I think that tracks perfectly for yeah, who but, Patrick Jane is. But for the audience, like that yeah, comes off as weird. I uh, see. I mean, I think we have a di- di- like I have a slight because di- I don't think it comes off as weird because it's coming from Jane. If Rigsby said that, I'd go, wait a minute, that makes no sense. <laughs> but, uh, but to me, it's like it's not it's it's wedding crashers, right? Not like funeral crashers. Like you're not. Hey, they do that in wedding crashers. Yeah, they crash true. funerals. But when they're at their most desperate, though. <laughs> You're proving my point. Look at who Jane Re- is. Reading Don't Kill Myself book. <laughs> I thought you said that was for your friend. I it glanced was. at it. I glanced at it. Well, I'm getting married. Leave. Go, Billy. What? <laughs> that movie had to come out within the frame of this show. Was uh it might have been earlier. Right? Yeah, it was, I think it was 2006. No. Yeah. Anywho. Um, so so they they end up tracking down one of uh the victims or the husband's like shell corporations and they track down the location to like a couple docks and to a yacht. Yes. Yeah. And uh Lisbon and Jane uh at night 
kind of just like break into the yacht and they're like kind of looking around, I think to try and find the diamonds, but I'm not 100% sure. They're just like kind of looking around. Scope and, it out. Yeah. yeah. And in, in the middle of this, they find this uh, another another woman who kind of pulls a gun on Jane and she's like, like, who are you guys? Like, what are you doing here? And they're like, we're police. Like, and she kind of like gives herself up and they're like, who are you? And she's like, I am uh, the, the victim's fiance. Adriana Yanovich. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who, she's she's a good I I like her. I like her a lot. And her character is super interesting in the framework of the show. Yes. Yeah. Uh and part of the part of the reason I like her is right off the bat, uh, in the next scene, she's kind of getting interrogated and Van Pelt's <laughs> like, Hey, like you like tell us what's up. She kinda like she's trying to play hardball and <laughs> And this character basically just ethers her. <laughs> she says, "Hang on, let me let me find it because I love this line." Uh, she says, "From you, I buy cookies. I don't talk about situation." <laughs> I want to say like Van Paul just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jane. I think Jane comes in at that moment, and yeah. then. And then she says something along with like, "Oh, the attractive one. You must I be like gay." You. No? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she, I liked I liked that uh, accent that you did there. That was yeah, good. It got, it got me brought me thank right you. back to the scene. I actually do amazing Can you say can you say sea shanties in that accent? <laughs> I can say she shanties. <laughs> oh no, you can't. All right. <laughs> oh, anyway, fuck. moving on. So yeah, but th- there's like a good back and forth. Like Lisbon's then kind of asking her stuff and. Uh, she's like, hey, listen, like, I was in a detention camp. Like, this, this is nothing. And she kind of, like, I, I, she, she was a really cool character. Like, I yeah. took to her right off the bat. Um, but what the show kind of tries to do, which, which is interesting, is, like, use her as, like, a foil to put poke holes into the wife, right? Because up until yeah. now in the show, th- there's no reason for us to necessarily distrust the wife, you know? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, yeah. But, um... Now that there's like a, a second person in there and she's like, hey, listen, like she that like she like uh, the husband, like we were running away from her like she's no good. Like and we wanted to take uh, Julie, like the daughter, like I care about Julie, but like the mother, she doesn't care about her. Um, and we were going to take the 10 million and like run away to like an island or something. I forget exactly where. Basically uh, just disappear. They had money to disappear and they had no money here. So see ya. I thought it was a really good piece of either like storytelling or like wrench in there for her to kind of mention Julie. Cause I think like there's no reason for her to do that other than for us to like put doubts into the wife's like story, you know? Cause, but also like at that point, she's like a very unreliable narrator, right? Like Mm -hmm. she see, like the idea is that she's supposed to seem super suspicious. She's supposed Mm -hmm. to be like this foreign person. That's like from like hardened background, like, to me, the idea that it's supposed to put in the audience's mind is that she's immediately like suspect number one, right? Like the fiance, like fiance of a married person, foreign, hard background, like mm-hmm. possible espionage, maybe, and that like she could very clearly be like the person who's like orchestrating this whole thing. I was gonna say, apparently she's Armenian, but I don't buy it because Armenian people have last names with that end in I A N or Y A N. Typically, like ninety percent of them, uh-huh. I'm related to. What a few. about and the other ten percent? Her last, I looked it up. It's not itches. It's N Z S C Z S. So, like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, <laughs> could uh, could be Yanovich. C H is not C Z. But oh, I was it, very upset. Just give her an Armenian adopted. last name. <laughs> 
Yeah, she could I, be, I, I could, guess. It could track that she would lie about that, though, which is that's that's true. fair. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't yeah. even know her own last name. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because, uh, because yeah, we, we do find out she like lies about some stuff, and, and she's and to your point, Scott, she is like pretty nakedly like, hey, like, like so the wife has my money, you know, like she, I think she basically says like my money as far as like the ten million dollars in diamonds. Yeah. Um, the she she does give up the names of these like two former DJs like turned rogue. <laughs> DJ Polly D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let's see what happens next. Oh yeah, so yeah, she basically said she kind of like put some seeds of doubt, and then Jane kind of goes back and meets with the the wife to, and like his reasoning is like he wants to like fill her in on um, Adriana, Adriana, and this is and this is I think kind of leads to our credence that like up until now he didn't really know what was up. Is in the beginning of the scene he he's like hey oh by the way like. Who, what is like the wolf in, or like, I forget exactly. I think what is the, was, was the duck in Peter and the wolf played by the oboe or the bassoon? I, I, I'm forgetting. And she goes, oh, I, I think it was the bassoon. Uh, and her alibi, this, this kind of tracks back her alibi for the night of her husband's death was that she was at the theater with her daughter watching Peter and the wolf. Is and so Peter she and the had, wolf something I'm supposed to be familiar with? Peter and the I Wolf is not. a very, I think it's a like a super, I don't know if it's a Rodgers and Hammerstein or or something okay. like that, but it's it's a very famous musical. Okay. I theater. ran with the assumption that I was out of the loop, not <laughs> that this was some obscure thing that I. Sh- I you were out of the loop. Okay. This is, I, I, that was my assumption. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I don't know if it's, it's not like a, I don't think it's a super well, it's well known enough where you probably would have heard of it. But yeah. to know that the duck is not the bassoon. You would have to see it. Yeah. Right. Correct. <laughs> You would have but had so, to have seen it. Exactly. Scott, good work there. <laughs> but so, yeah, she says it's the bassoon. Yeah. And uh, there, there's a nice touch here that, like, throughout the episode. So, oh, so I, I, I don't know if you actually. So the the reason she ultimate the wife ultimately, like, gets found out is that the uh, the help is the one that actually went to the um, the play instead of the wife. You know, so our alibi kind of crumbles there. But like throughout this episode, you actually there's some nice scenes of you seeing um, that that uh, her, I forget her name, but the person kind of like hanging out with Julie. You know, like the the mother is never really like hanging out with with her own daughter. It's like all this stuff is being done by. Um, Adriana. The help, Adriana. Yeah, or not? Oh, not oh, Adriana. No, it, I'm talking about the help. Um, never gets a name. Yeah. Does she not? Yeah, okay, she the housekeeper yeah. never gets a name. Yeah, she doesn't. But like, even like as he's ask as Jane's asking this question, like you know, you can see her in the background, like you know, playing with playing like teacups and yeah, stuff yeah, with yeah. the daughter, which which I thought was mm-hmm. like a a nice like visual touch as well. Um, and so as you know, Jane's kind of like talking to her now. She, he, I think he mentions the ten million dollars to her. And like the wife, pretty much like is like okay, like do you know where this like the ten or ten million dollars is? Like, could could you like find it? Like, you seem like really smart, um, kind of like playing up like her her side because you know she, I think at this point she kind of realizes that she can kind of bend Jane to her will, um, mm-hmm. or at least she's trying to do the thing she normally does. Yeah, yeah. to the point where it's I, like I, um, she she at some point it's basically like blatantly is like, hey, could you like please hold me or something? Yeah, he it does, gets and brazen. He, and he says no. And in retrospect, again, I rewatched this episode because I had watched it previously, and 
because, you know, my wife got into the show and then we watched way too many episodes in advance of this recording <laughs> and I had to go back because I things blur together. Um, but that's besides the point. But the, I think that it's interesting that so he basically says that he can't at that point. And we learned in retrospect that I think the moment that he actually believed that she was the murderer was the oboe versus bassoon no. comment. And so that the hugging thing happens after that. And he plays I, it plays towards the I'm a policeman. I can't hug you type situation where in the past, like he had been. willfully ignoring all of like the policeman rules of like he ate he ate the food of the murderer he makes a sandwich in the victim's (laughs) home like like he clearly doesn't care for those sort of rules and regulations yeah but in that moment i think he's he knows she's the killer yeah and so there's like a little bit of a moral conflict there right because i think up until that bassoon question he would have it had had she answered that question in the like affirmative. Yeah, it was the oboe, and like she wasn't the killer. He would he have would hugged have her in there, yeah, yeah, and yeah, there would have yeah. been the start of something there. But yeah, like, yeah. I think you're dead on. It's like, nope, we cut it off here. You're the killer. No, I can't yeah. do this. Yeah. You under the it, guise like, of pain police, him, though, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. like he wants to. Which, and, which like, in even, and of itself is brutal to think about because yeah, it's like yeah. at this point he knows that she, like she, if not the killer, is like culpable in something. Yeah, bad, exactly, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know, that's tough. He even admits it to it later on. I don't remember the exact line. I'm miswriting it down, but he, he was, he basically says like, yeah, I, I wished that she didn't do it. Like I was, I was intrigued with that. He he also says he would have probably helped her steal the money. Like had he not thought that. Or like she she would have stopped. Yeah. 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 Or I would have given it to you right then. Right there. If you said that right. Yeah. Um, so the, the next scene, and this is another thing like, I just enjoy with these procedurals is the uh, Van Pelt and Rigsby are like kind of camping out at at the the DJ's house, and uh, the second the DJs like leave to go in, like they they kind of like guns drawn are like stop, like we need to take you in, and one of them just starts booking it, and we get the classic chase sequence where it's Rigsby, Rigsby. just 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 hustling, just hustling after this guy. Um, it just it, it never it never equates to anything or any procedural. Anytime there's a chase sequence, it's like like Scott said, there's like a fence that gets in the way. All I wrote down was the DJ really overestimated his ability to scale a fence. Like severe, like he hits the fence and Rigsby's immediately off. Like before he gets like a foot in the air, like Rigsby's tackled him. Did he even climb, or was he basically just no, standing? No, he got like hands <laughs> on the fence, he and like he's ta- and he's tackled, and it's like it's not like even like a like a waist high fence. It's like a, like a six foot to like eight foot fence. <laughs> yeah, he like touches it and rakes he's tackled him. So like in his head, he must have been like, "I got this, yeah. I got this," and then like not a chance, not, not a even jam. close, buddy. Not, not even uh, close. It was bad. It was real bad for that guy. <laughs> uh so yeah they take the, the djs in the djs kind of help feed a little bit of doubt with uh adriana by saying like hey like watch out for her like she used to work for us like don't trust her um and i, I want to say not too much else happens with the djs uh um, yeah that's basically oh, their ex- their extent yeah so 
and, and like they're kind of they're in the uh, police station, both of them, and they're like, because like they're asking him, like, did you torture the husband? And like, no, we would we would hire other people. You crazy? Like we 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 would never like do such a gross. Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we actually get the widow calling Jane, like, distraught, and she's like, oh my god, like, my daughter's been kidnapped, you need to come over here, like, they, they've been kidnapped, and like, at this point, I think, I was like, oh god, this is, this is brutal right now, right, because now we, we as the viewers have the information that, like, that Adriana gave that she's, when she's like, no, like, she doesn't give a shit about her daughter, like, I, like, I care about her, but, like, she, she does not she does not care. So the second she she find or the uh, the wife finds out about the money, and then like kind of uses her daughter as a transaction. I'm like, oh boy, this is this is kind of gross. Um, so I will say at that point, where in that initial watching, I did not immediately suspect the wife. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I I agree with I agree with Scott there. I was like, okay, weird stuff's happening. I mean, the wife's not trustworthy. Adriana's not trustworthy. I don't know yeah, who's doing it. I was still open. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I didn't know who was doing it at that point. I think I was team Adriana at that point, partially because right, of her yeah, sweet you enjoyed her characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will say, so then we get to, uh, there, basically, they, there is a call for, to like, claim the money, in ex- the diamonds in exchange for the daughter. Jane meets up in a car, and Adriana's in the car. And this is one of my favorite scenes so far in the show, is it's basically Jane sits down in the car, Adriana gets in, and Jane hands off the diamonds, and there's a there's this hilarious swap where Adriana has a gun, <laughs> and like he passes the diamonds, and then like he, he like passes her the phone, and then he passes her a water bottle, and then like passes her the gun, and then he <laughs> Jane ends up with having the diamonds in a water bottle to Adriana having diamonds in a water bottle and Jane having her cell phone and the gun <laughs> and basically relays the last phone number that Adriana had called and now has a gun drawn on Adriana at the moment where she realizes that like the diamonds are completely fake diamonds, which is hilarious in its execution but also funny that again jane puts him in himself in a situation where he has a gun drawn on him (laughs) with like no backup whatsoever but the the phone number leads to a house Mm -hmm. which they then follow up on adriana gets caught up in all this but they end up at a house that belongs to the attorney to the wife and the husband and in classic uh, criminal mind style, ends in a gunfight. <laughs> so where? Yeah. So, so the only thing I wanted to interject real quick, uh, I a hundred percent agree in, in terms of that. Like hand up, it's 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 played so like nonchalantly that yeah, like you it's could, so stupid. Like the so, idea yeah. of it is so stupid, but the execution is so beautiful that like you buy like you buy you, into the whole. You can. We've all been in that situation where we like. Me and some or like you and somebody else have stuff in your hands. You're like, hey, give me. Could you like hand me like the the pencil? And you like you guys just shuffle six different things to like yeah. get the thing yeah, that yeah, you yeah. need to do. Like, I, hold this so I can get this thing. And, yeah. you know, and it's, it's it's so beautifully done. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's very part good. of it. I think what helps out even more with that is the dumbfoundedness of her being like, oh my God, there are my diamonds. Because <laughs> yeah, like yeah, as soon as yeah. he you shows her the little diamonds, yeah, yeah. she's like, oh God. And then yeah. all brain power goes out the window yeah. and it's like, here's Hold my this. gun and my Let phone. Me give you like, this. It's, such yeah. a, it's such a stupid little moment in the show, but it just plays <laughs> so well. Like, very, like, yep, like even great. in rewatching it, I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> 
And she's like, yeah, it's so good. So uh, but but like during this, so she she kind of says like, hey, like I need like I need these diamonds because I need them to save Julie is essentially yeah. what she yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so Jane uses the, she he basically tracks the 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 house down by like looking at the like last known call. Um, and like like Scott said, <laughs> there's this awkward like standoff where like the, the lawyer has a gun pointed and like Rigsby I think it's Rigsby has a gun pointed at the lawyer and then the mm-hmm. kid just shows up yeah and, like down the stairs so and just like, so you know that the kid and then they fade to the outside of the house and your gunshots <laughs> but but you're sure as a viewer that that child witnessed someone yep. getting yeah. murdered they definitely set it up in a way that you're like this kid has seen some shit dude yeah not only did their father get brutally murdered by their mother, but they also then literally saw firsthand someone being shot to death. Yep. Uh, and then the next scene, it, this is great, is it's it the scene is set up where it's the camera is pointed at the this elevators that open up, and as it opens up, you see Lisbon standing there with a a, a coffee in her hand, like. Uh, with her hand outstretched to give it to her boss as like almost like a peace offering to be yeah. like, hey, like here you go. Stuff also, happened. <laughs> yeah, some shit happened. I need to know that you have my back. And the boss is like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> why, why do I just, 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 you need to tell me that we're good. Yeah. And he's like, all right, all right, yes, I, I will have your back, but like, the fuck is going on right yeah. now? Which, which, to be fair, I don't know if we talk, but like the the lawyer that was an accomplice to the murder of the the victim mm-hmm. was apparently a well renowned lawyer, which is part of the reason why we were concerned about them investigating in the first place. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the worry right now is that they the uh, or Lisbon says like, hey, listen, we don't know. If it's the wife that that like kind of masterminded all this stuff, or if it was the uh, mistress, you know, it wasn't her. And the problem right now is that we shot the guy that could probably tell us, and we don't know if he's gonna make it. Um, and he didn't leave a journal. No not, diaries. Unfortunately, did not leave a journal. Unlike previous victims, no journal <laughs> was found. But she's like, oh, but Jade has a plan, and the plan is basically he gets both the wife. And the mistress, like in a room Adriana. together, Adriana in a room together, um, and he's like, "Oh, hey, like," and they're like, "Wait, what? What is the other person doing here? Like, that person should be in jail." Um, and Jane's like, "Hey, like, so, uh, what is? Do you guys remember exactly what he says?" It's it's not Jane. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Rigsby Van- or, or Lisbon or Van Pelt or someone. It wasn't I, it's Jane Van that Pelt was in the room. Show. Yeah. Because oh, Jane okay. didn't, Jane didn't go into the waiting room, and they basically, yeah. they were basically talking back and forth, like, "Yeah, this guy might be, this guy might be waking up soon." They and were he's leaking gonna be able, information. Yeah, he's he's going to be able to tell us what's up. Like, we're we're going to figure this out like, one way or another. Do you guys another. know like a Betsy? And it, and they're like, "What?" And, and he's and Joe's basically like, "Oh man, that that would be a good name to know." Or Wendy, Wendy. it was she, Wendy because that's the name be of the worth troll. Knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh, then yeah. they leave. You're totally right, uh, Sacco, because I I do I don't remember that part of the role, but I do remember it's Van Pelt and Cho as they like walk back to the, everyone else. They got like high five each other, which I thought was kind of yeah. cute. Like yeah. like yeah, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rigsby uh, goes back in there, and he's like, 
they're all gone. Nobody's here. <laughs> yeah. This worked for me because they both the wife and mistress look at each other. And at that point, like it, it's played in a way that you're like, oh, shit. Are they both in be, on it? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yep. I'm oh, sorry. What were you saying, Scott? I was just going to say, so then we cut to, uh, I think it's uh, Lisbon and Rigsby say like running to the, the child's room because the child yep. apparently they're in a hospital, right? Yeah. I think yes. so. Yeah. And the child is in the hospital for safekeeping. I don't, I don't know why the sense. child's in the hospital. If, if I, in theory it's like they shot the lawyer shot? and that the brig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. The child's in the hospital. And they run to the room and Adriana is the one that's with with the child. Um, yeah. Like consoling her and being like everything's yeah, going to yeah. be fine. So which leads you to the inevitable next scene, which yeah. is... Patrick Jane alone confronting the actual murderer by himself. <laughs> of course, of course. Who ends Classic. up being the wife. And, uh, and this is a nice scene because it's like, at this point, like the mask is fully off, right? So like she's mm. just like cursing, like just throwing stuff. Like, where is it? Like, wait, the, the son of a bitch, you know? And uh, we get the final, like the full scene, like shown out where it's like, uh, where it's like she ends up like torturing her husband like to find out like where this like money is because she says something on the like I knew like th- like this is when I realized that like he's never gonna like he's always gonna be like this or something you know like always gonna be a scumbag and she kind of like says to Jade like just tell me where where is the diamonds I know you know where the diamonds are and like this part I also didn't quite understand but Jane's like uh it like cuts to a scene where it it um where he basically says, "Oh yeah, like the husband like is the one that like did the the daughter's room or something." Yeah, and like so he <clears throat> it cuts to it cuts back to the scene where he originally went into the daughter's room. He went into Julie's room and was playing with her. Mm-hmm. And the the fir- one of the first things he says, he goes, "Wow, this is a really pretty room." And the daughter Julie responds with, "Thanks, my daddy made it for me." <laughs> and so. Yes. So that right there, like, he didn't know what that meant at that moment. But as the time went on, I think he pieced together that, oh, daddy physically made this room with the diamonds. And he points up, diamond chandelier, baby, give me <laughs> so, all them diamonds. So I have I have an interjection here. And I yeah. will say that I have not been put at gunpoint to say this by my wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that being said, I've been informed that troll dolls... Yep. All have gemstones in their belly buttons. They do. Ooh. And it would have been very well-rounded for the diamonds to have been in the troll dolls, which have been a clear focus of the entire episode. And that would have been a very nice, well-rounded part of this episode. All right, you tell you're gonna trust that not, fucking kid. <laughs> like, yeah, not, that kid's not just gonna throw that fucking that, that troll but if anywhere. They're embedded in their belly buttons, like whatever. Like, is she eating the gemstones at a I, regular troll dolls? Okay, I had troll. I like. I have played with troll dolls. I've had troll dolls when I was a kid. Sacco, we all know you had troll dolls. The, dude, the gemstones fall out of their belly buttons. That happens. Like, they don't stay in there. Like, that's, they just, I don't falls know. Out. I don't know how this works. I've just been told that that's a thing and that it would have been clear <laughs> if the troll dolls had the diamonds. Hey, honey, uh, daddy needs to, could you just give me one of your trolls for a second? I, I'm sorry, dad. I just, like, I threw those out. <laughs> I, I, I traded them for some pogs. 
Because I'm. All right. That, that's oh, I need topical. to kill the children that now have those trolled off. <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. Yeah, exactly. Always money. Uh, but yeah, I just it was such like a weird thing to be like, okay, so this is dad. Yeah, they're in or- the chandelier, and I I actually didn't understand. So it appeared in second viewing like there was a cup at the very top of the chandelier that actually had the diamonds in it, and not that the diamonds were like part of the chandelier. I just thought I it was a one that. big diamond doubles because it was no, like no, glittering. No, so yeah, so that's originally what I thought is like the diamonds were incorporated as part of the chandelier, but it looked like actually like there was like the very bait, like the top of the chandelier was like a cup and the mm. diamonds were just like in the top of the cup. <laughs> so really Which is like not like I don't feel rewarded by that. Like it's <laughs> yeah. not great. It's just like if if you're if the whole point of this is you're taking out money so you can like escape in the middle of the yeah. night, like don't just like bake your, your, your yeah. trust like, fund. Like what is this like rolls into- of cash in there? Yeah, like if, if it'd be funnier if it was like cash instead. There's like rolls of a hundred dollar bills in the top of the chandelier. It's like yeah, they're fucking, they're right there. Like what are you, How'd what you, are miss- you doing? You pay that little attention to your daughter that you yeah. didn't see the wads of hundreds up there? What's maybe, going on? Whoa, that's actually a good point. Like, may, maybe the father knew that the wife, like, don't give, give a shit. two shits about his yeah. daughter. So, like, she doesn't even fuck go in that room. Kids. Yeah. Man, that's fuck a good, I didn't even kids. think about that. But, like, wow. maybe he's like, this is the safest place you could be in our daughter's room because you're yeah. a monster. She hasn't <laughs> stepped a foot in here in years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we get the final scene where it's. Uh, Jane and the crew, and um, this is where again roll to doubt. But Jane's like, "Oh yeah, I knew since the funeral that you know all this shit yeah. went down. Like that's what I suspected it." Um, <laughs> it's like fuck off, like you did not. Yeah. But there's a nice thing where Jane's like, "Hey, just because I lost the, this bet, like doesn't mean that like my advice isn't correct. Like you should go for it." And like Cho's like, "Yeah," and Rigsby's like, "What? Well, okay." Like, or does he say? Does he actually say anything? Or like, I think he just play. He plays it like off, like he always does. Like that's the kind of like Rigsby's character. Like is to, and um, like the, they walk off, and like Ben Pelt's like, "Hey, what were you guys talking about?" And he's like, oh, yeah. I, "I don't know." <laughs> I'm gonna go <laughs> stare at the back of your neck for a couple more hours. <laughs> But I do, I mean, I think that there's so many characters in the show that are just, like, adorable in yeah. their, like, sensibilities. Like, Van Pelt in her, like, uh, like naivete, like, Rigsby in his, like, very, like, almost, like, childish, like, jockishness. Yeah, he's it, a dope. Like, he's, he's, yeah. But he's also, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And then even, like, Jane is, like, in this episode is, like, slightly vulnerable, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's maybe the first time we've seen him where he was not necessarily in complete control of the situation, um, which I think is, like, a really interesting aspect for him in the same sense that, like, the previous episode, like, Lisbon was more, like, the vulnerable character. Um, yeah. And I enjoy that there... It, it just seems crazy that, like, you're four episodes in and you have, like... It, it To me, it's a, it's a tribute to the writing that you have, like, such a strong understanding for these characters. Like, they're so relatable on so many different levels that, like, you can you could probably picture, like, either a individual person that represents each character or, like, a combination of people that can represent, like, like you personally know each character. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, like, really, a, like, a tribute to the construction of the show. 
like that to me is like good like like the most minimal words and interactions and like exposition on them mm-hmm. and you understand like the absolute nature of like the like the people and they seem like well-rounded but like are are, are approachable yeah yeah they yeah, it's it's a weird show where there's so many people. I'm like, you're a scumbag, but then yeah. other people are like, oh yeah, no, like this, yeah, it's like it, like it kind of keeps jumping both lines. Pretty but well. even for you, like relating immediately with like Adriana, who is like yeah. clearly it, it, like intended to uh, to me intended to be like an obvious like, and I think this goes back to our to our very uh, uh, first emailer. The, oh yeah. Anonymous is, contributor, yeah, yeah. Our, very, our very anonymous contributor <laughs> who is saying like in this scenario where like you have a very waspy wife mm-hmm. uh, who could very easily be like the innocent victim of this, and then a very clear like villain character who is like mm-hmm. the Russian mistress who ends up being like the good person. <laughs> yeah, in the, yeah, like like it, she might be one of the few people we've interacted with in the show that's like a good person where she, she yeah. says she cares about the daughter and like genuinely means she it, right? means like, that yeah. yeah so in th- in that sense like it is very fulfilling to be like that she is like she means what she says and defies like the stereotype that you might immediately approach her with from your interaction with her in the show and it's and uh, it's perfect because she also has her own agenda like she she very clearly yeah. is like hey like i like I want that money for personal reasons, but when when it comes to when when um when the rubber meets the road and she needs to get that money to save the kid, like she she does it without hesitation, you know. And like yeah, yeah, yeah. the final scene with her that we see is like her consoling um Wendy Betsy Julie. Oh, God Julie. Julie. There we go. Uh, and yeah, I, I thought that was like very wholesome and very yeah. nice. Yeah, the real treasure was the the daughters that we adopted all along. Well, not, yeah, not the exactly. Di- not the diamonds. You know? The scarred daughters that watched. A gun, yeah, yeah. Gun fight. That girl's gonna have a tough no. growing up. But I but don't want know, any other mother her new, for her than yeah, than yeah, Adriana. Exactly. Her new adopted mom grew up in a gulag, so you know, <laughs> who, you know, who else could she relate to? Do you think they're gonna open up like a nursery for all these fucking traumatized kids? <laughs> they gotta do something. They gotta do something for these poor kids. As long as Patrick Jesus James not Christ. involved, they're uh, probably fine. Yeah, there's just a trail of pubescent fucking children yeah. just Bad that news. are never gonna recover. We got that's that's season two, season three, yeah. season four. There's plenty I'm never to work with. Mentally here. recover from this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I did have a question for you guys because yeah. I, I did think about this. Um, how did you feel about like both these episodes really having nothing to do with Red John? I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think so. For me, Red John is something that um, after. So we have we've had four episodes, uh, and we've had one of them have Red John. I am okay with at the end of the day, twenty percent of this entire series being Red John episodes, because what I'd rather have is those. I'd rather have two to three of those, maybe a season where it's like a really big punch of, okay, we get another nibble. And I think if you, if you slam those in, especially this early into it, I think if you bring up Red John, whether it's a copycat Red John or a real Red John murder or intricacy to the story, I think it would play out real fast and it would it would get stale. I think that's for me, 
the fact that there was no Red John makes me want to keep watching because I really do <laughs> want to know. I want to know what happens with that whole arc. It's right? that it's that carrot on a stick. Yeah. Yeah, they're really dangling <laughs> that carrot out there, and I think you know. If I were to if I were to predict about how you use utilize the Red John episodes throughout the series, I would say make it one to two episodes a season for the first six. And then in the last one, like that's the guy. Have a season about Red John <laughs> and solve it. Like it depending on how you do that, I think that could work really, really really neatly with with this whole concept of the television show so right now i'm fine with no red john like i'm sure there'll be some more in this season i hope it's not too much because i don't want to get overblown with that but <laughs> i think it was reasonable what do you think scott uh, although I mean, maybe I, I don't know you have seen more so <laughs> so i i won't i won't spoil it, it could, mostly because my memory does not allow <laughs> like i literally remember stuff as i'm re-watching it so like I couldn't actually tell you what happens uh, one way or another, but I completely agree with Sacco. I think from a storytelling perspective, it is super interesting how invested you are in the Regon plotline <laughs> without it. We have had literally no real interaction with the actual Red John. The, yep. the most we've had with real Red John is like the like one minute, 40 second flashback of of Jane coming across his family being murdered. Wow. And to me, no clue. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, and so the other part was like, uh, was a copycat killer. So like the idea that this is like an overarching plot line that we've, we very briefly touched on, but is clearly an obvious like touchstone in the show is, is such a, is like it's a testament to how well like it the storytelling is in no. in the show in general and i and i agree that like the they need to refresh that interest mm-hmm. occasionally but i think that <laughs> if if this is an overarching storyline to the entire series that it can't be too often or it, it mm-hmm. is sort of exhausted like it, yeah if you, you if can't you go that it well too, too often yeah, yeah. if you yeah. touch on it too often you need resolution yeah. and the less that you do the more it's sort of this like overhang fruit that like we know it's consuming jane and the point becomes like when is it too much mm-hmm. or like when does he need like that next hit of like like because i think that there is an aspect to him that like he is working with the cbi specifically in case something red john related happens like yep. all of this yep. is like it's dressing on the side it's yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. like it, it is it gets him by and keeps mm-hmm. his mind entertained while he's waiting for that next hit yeah. and Smash that for- is like a fascinating state to be in <laughs> as a character like because yeah. you know that like he's jonesing for the next opportunity to maybe learn anything he can about this person and like everyone knows it too right like that's yeah the, and like yeah, everyone yeah. is yeah, th- yeah that's they're like all the in on it this is not a secret yeah, it's like yeah. yeah like even van pelt who apparently mm-hmm. does research on everyone that she interacts <laughs> with is is keen to like be like like we know like we know yeah. and so like when that actually comes to a head is suspense that you're really building in your own mind because it's not been touched in the show but like we all know it's like everyone knows it's there. Like the characters know it's there, you know it's there. And like to me that's just like that's a testament to the story. like like that's suspense, right? Is yeah. that we're all we're waiting for that moment. I think if the individual like crime of the week stuff wasn't as 
good as at least these episodes have been. Um, yeah, I, I would probably be more upset about the the Red John stuff. But right now, it's like, yeah, no, like I'm, I'm totally happy, content with these like these individual episodes. So I'm 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 still excited to see where the Red John stuff or yeah Red John stuff goes. But um, yeah, for now, I'm happy to watch these insane fucking scenarios play out as as they are. Yeah, I'll also say that I think it's a testament to a lot of times in the the more recent shows that I've watched. There's been a movement towards a lot of characters involved in main story arcs that you maybe don't you don't like, and that that's that's a fine thing to have, but it's so much easier for a show to have a lot of characters that you like you're rooting for mm-hmm. to enjoy their story like to gradually enjoy their story arcs, whereas like for characters that you like actively detest. <laughs> You want something like you need the payoff of like things actually happening to like stay keyed in on the story. No. Whereas it's so much easier to be like, I root like, is there a main character in this show right now that you like you you root against? Because no. I can't. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of one. Like, I want all of them to succeed. I want all of them to like be ha- like happy. I'm okay with like bad like things happening around them. But like I'm rooting for like all of the main characters to do good. There could be any of the main characters if there was one like if the next episode was focused on any of them, I'd be happy, right? Which is not true for stuff like when you say stuff like that. I think of The Walking Dead is one of the worst perpetrators for this, where that show had something there at least in the first season, but so quickly that show like ended up being something where it's like tune in for the first five minutes, tune in for the last five minutes. Everything in between, I don't give a fuck yeah. about. Right? It's just yeah. all of it's just. Or Game of Thrones. Pointless. I also yeah. think of like, is there's characters that I'm like, if they died, <laughs> I'm totally, I'm, I'm no. cool with that. I'm cool if they just say go away. But like, I like even Cho, who like said like has a couple quips like per episode, like fuck yeah, Cho. I like, I yeah, Cho, Cho's nailed, amazing. Nailed Cho's me, amazing. Yeah, yeah. nail me with those one liners. Like <laughs> yep. that's amazing. But like. Yep. And, like, it's weird to have a cast of characters that you're, like, you're so gung-ho for. <laughs> like, you're, like, I like I love it. Like, it's, like, and, wow. yeah, it is, like, popcorn. Like, there's not. Not a lot of substance to it. Mm-hmm. It's not a ton, but, like, it's just so, e- it's so there's a, digestible. There's like, enough so to keep easy. eating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts, you guys, or? I'm looking forward to the next two episodes. That's all. I know. Yeah. My, yeah. I think my favorite thing is finishing editing these podcasts because then I'm like, all right, I'm going to reward myself with some more mentalists. Yeah. <laughs> I've listened I, so, to my dumbass talk about this for fucking two hours. Now I can watch something new. So yeah. I say, I will say, my thoughts are: I have slowed down in it trying to not watch ahead of where we are and uh, when i said last time that i was excited for you guys to watch the next two episodes what i actually meant was i'm excited for you guys to watch the next two episodes now all right you now you're dangling the fucking carrot in front of jesus me. Scott. this motherfucker well, hey, dude that just means we got to watch more mentalist baby hell yeah all right well uh thank you guys so much for joining me um you please if if you have something you want to something that we brought up or something you want to bring up about these episodes or really anything about the mentalist uh drop us a line what's the uh what's the email psycho that email is it's mind crimes at gmail.com 
And uh, if you want to tweet at us, we are not super active on Twitter, but we'll get there. It's Minds Crimes, and S at the end of each of those <laughs> words, at Minds Crimes. We might get like three tweets out by, by the time you listen to this. Hey, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, we have Chris Sacco. See you guys later, and hope you enjoyed the podcast. Bye. We have Scott Lee. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Oh, that's very professional. And I am a big pursue. Later, guys. You're the reason it will last forever. You're the star to stare back up in the